You're listening to Music Mythology. My name is Sam Romo, and let's talk about some music. I think this is episode 14. All right, dude. So, Hell yeah. sitting down with my old friend, Michael Rossi. It's, yes, sir. How long has it been? A long ass time. Like 12 man. years, 13 so. years, yeah. something like that. Yeah, because I graduated, I graduated in 07. I might have seen you after that, though, a little bit, maybe. Because I hung out with, with your sister a bunch after yeah. we graduated. And then, I don't know. Yeah, I've, I've been in North like north north dallas now for 10 years and then before that it was just kind of like a nomad just <laughs> everywhere i was in austin and just a bunch of different places mm. so but i'm here yeah dude. <laughs> well yeah i was telling my wife you know i just recall the days of y'all being in a band and y'all coming over and practicing dude. and and uh yeah writing yeah i i hate that i'm at the age now where i can say the good old days <laughs> <laughs> but yeah dude, I'm, i miss doing all that stuff especially like like your sister and the guys like back in the 12 o'clock lane days like yeah it was fun you know when, when did that end when did y'all ah uh, shoot i don't really know I, I think it ended like back in like 2008 or 9 or mm-hmm. somewhere around there yeah you know we had a good run like did lots of really cool shows and did lots of really like cool things as as we were part of it but you know everybody graduated everybody kind of went on with their different lives and stuff and yeah you know sh- same shit that always happens right? yeah we just kind of move on and then evolve see what happens yeah yeah but yeah but i in fact i still have somewhere the old rink-a-dink electric guitar that you would noodle on <laughs> yeah and dude. come up with things and i try remember and practice that on. yeah at your parents house man. <laughs> my old little pv hell yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah man the old awesome. days playing playing guitar hero and because oh, i mean because yeah. i mean at that point I, I think i was only like 12 yeah you know 12 13 how old are you now uh 27 okay and so maybe yeah like 13 something like that nice man. but yeah guitar hero is all <laughs> i had because i didn't know music <laughs> Dude, i still don't know music that's like whenever people are like you know hey so i'll tell them to play guitar and they're like oh you good at like i'm like dude i suck like i suck so bad at guitar like i'm a singer first and foremost but mm. yeah i mean i i know i know enough theory and i know enough like i'm good at rhythm i suck at lead stuff mm. oh my gosh I never became that. You know, I had Kettner, right? I had Kettner yeah. forever. And then I had this other guitarist, Andrew Stapolsky, who's amazing. And, you know, never had to worry about being lead, mm. especially just because, dude, singing and trying to do that. That's that's a lot. No, like yeah. Hendrix, like, how the hell did you do that? You know what I'm oh, saying? Like, I wouldn't be able to do that, like, yeah. at all. Yeah. Like, well, it's like, it, uh, it, it's, well, it's funny you bring him up because I've been in a big blues vein of nice. music for the last, like, month or so. Um, because well, I have a buddy who I think next month we're going to do a, a, a like Texan blues artist oh, episode yeah. and stuff like that. That's awesome. and, uh, it might be multiple episodes because we're going to talk about a lot of different people. And uh, but, yeah, th- thinking about Hendrix, listening to a lot of the deep tracks and the, oh, yeah. the extra compilations and stuff that came out of, of the, you know, the random blues covers you would play. The dude was so young. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had to just be breathing breathing guitar you know that's all he did all he did yeah and and people like that or or like someone maybe even someone you tone it down a little bit like uh like john fogarty yeah with ccr it's like yeah he was lead and i mean he he did lead and rhythm but he came up with most of the guitar parts and the lyrics you know they're nuts and then yeah and and that and that was just a short sentence of time and you can't 
like it's like the like those are things you can't teach right like yeah those are things that like no like nobody can teach you how to be hendrix like you can mimic it as much as you want but you'll never be that person because it's just like they invented what they do you yeah know what i mean and so it's just like watching like i i legitimately don't know like if I can pinpoint any one artist or any one musician that I've played with that like has that direct kind of like that's them sound mm. anymore. And I can't say I haven't, but just nobody that's like as distinct as a sound like that, you mm. know, like that's just, you can't music nowadays. is It's kind of like who's, who's trying to like play the same sound, but just a little bit better. You know, sure. that's how I feel like it is. Like, mm. especially anytime you like, get introduced to somebody and like, oh, you're in a band. Like, what kind of music is it? And you say like, oh, alternative rock. And you're just like, oh, so who are you what, like? What does that mean? Yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Dude. And oh, it's it, like with me, man. It's like, it's what are so you playing? Annoying. like, ah, all bluesy, psych, <laughs> rock. I don't know. Like, <laughs> And they try, like, the the infamous question, like, like, who do you sound like? Like, always drives me crazy because, like, then like you're trying to figure out like damn like who do I sound like? Oh like, yeah. Do well, I do I resemble anybody? It's it's hard to self-identify. I feel oh, like yeah. it really is when you're now. I'll put it this way: when you're really in that lane of soulful talent, like yeah. you, you you're just really passionate about it. Yep. I think it's harder to identify what you're doing because you're just channeling all the stuff that you've experienced and yeah. you appreciate. But if you're really particular, yeah, and you're like I am a jazz artist yeah i like chick korea i like you know herbie hancock like i follow them i learn their music yeah. that is the style i am practiced in yeah then you stick to that and yeah. that is who you are but then when you're super passionate i just feel like that's how you can have someone like um I don't know. You could have a, a, a thrasher metal artist who grew yeah. up on Bo Diddley yeah. and he came up with all these, you know, riffs and stuff. And, and but he wasn't even raised on that. Yeah. You know, it's like because it just that's not how music works, I think, mm. you know, it's not. Dude. <laughs> and it's, it, but it's, it's very interesting when you when you see someone that was just a, a titan or still is, you know, and just can pump out tunes and, and sounds that are just audibly just just flabbergasting you're yeah. just you're taken back you don't know how to explain it it's it's, it's a rarity man yeah but really but it's um it, it's an incredibly impressive thing especially like these last five years i've become more of a musician this last year i've been singing which has been new nice. for me um but i've been I'm playing sure you have a great voice your sister's voice is like it's all right one of the best voices i've ever heard i so. just don't like to talk about my own <laughs> voice but I'll, I'll <laughs> no, get her voice is great <laughs> her voice is great i want to make sure i say that yes my yes. voice no comment <laughs> in practice and training there you but go, man. i'm a decent drummer and a good guitarist that's, that's awesome that's man. what i got <laughs> there you go hey you know what you got that's yeah what, that's the important part <laughs> but but doing uh because because yeah i have a group the mind canaries that's been like my main little group and oh. then i have this other group in midlothian i play with they mainly cover songs so okay. I, that's that's what i've been geared up the singing nice. for gotcha. primed for and uh yeah that's that's which is a feat in its own it's right? very like, yeah i hate doing covers because i feel like i'm trying to sound like the person mm. but then whenever i try uh -huh. not to sound like them i'm like damn i sound like shit <laughs> and so then like i don't know i i'm very i have a very like insecurity to covering songs and so like anytime we ever do cover songs it's normally like a rap or hip-hop song that mm. i turn into a rock song because then i'm like ah you know they don't they don't really sing they're like more talking you know it's so like maybe i can like throw my own vibe in there but it's like a little yeah. less personality in the vocal oh yeah. yeah yeah i used to we used to cover like this is probably like six years ago we used to cover uh maroon five uh -huh. like just like oh what's that song oh my god i just went blank 
what like moves like Sunday guy. morning or something like that, you know, gotcha. like like an easier one. Mm. And even then, like after we finish, I'm like, oh god, just feel <laughs> stupid. Feel so stupid for doing that. It is an interesting balance, though. Oh, it is. Because yeah. yeah, if you if you met, line up with how they sounded too much, yeah. Like, it's not me enough. Then, then you're just mimicking. You're like, yeah. Oh, cool. You sound like Adam Levine, whatever. Yeah. But yeah. But then if you don't sound anything remotely close and the song just sounds like shit, then you're that band who royally messed up <laughs> Sunday morning. <laughs> yeah. Or even in practice, it's like if you can't even just like get in the key, man, oh, yeah. you know, it's like, are you going to sound like you're mildly British, you know, because you're trying <laughs> to cover someone or like, what are you doing here? But yeah. It's so true. But seriously, yeah, this last year has been an interesting, uh, experience because yeah because i'm doing rhythm yeah and vocal and that and again that's the multi multi-faceted live yeah you know performance that's an that's it's an intense tough. uh uh thing to balance and mm -hmm. practice but no that's it's good though i mean once you once you get the i mean like anything once you get yeah. the practice in you you get once used you, to once it you fall on your face enough yeah <laughs> yeah and you're not afraid to do it yeah no. yeah but yeah, so tell me about Love Heist. How long have y'all been together? So Love Heist is the reformation of Northern National. So okay. we we're, were Northern National for about five years. Uh, we had some really good success with it. We went on a couple of national tours. Um, you know, we did really well on like Spotify and iTunes and things like that. Um, and it was it was going really well, but it was also in a direction where like we got some members left, and then the Michael Connie, the guy who started Northern National with me, he ended up leaving and just kind of like focusing on his life hmm. and so whenever that happened dylan and anthony dylan's our bassist anthony's our drummer um we were just kind of like it, quarantine had just hit we were trying to figure out what we were going to do so we were writing like crazy and our producer who's based out of nashville thomas uh on a bene he flew out and we were like all right let's just let's write some new songs so we sat down we recorded like four or five songs that week that he was here and we we're like this isn't really sound like northern national like this this sounds more like a different like just a different sound like it's still us but it's a little different mm. uh and then also we always got the question like northern national are you all a country band i'm like god <laughs> damn it if you ask me that one more time so uh, where would that come from i don't know just people would just be like you know just assuming yeah just you're like northern national sounds sounds like a country band i was like no we're not but <laughs> i mean i can get it uh and then we were just kind of like messing around with different band names and ideas. Like I'm sure, you know, like picking a band name is the like worst possible thing. Cause you're like, I don't know. You want to pick something that, that sounds like you, but then it's like, I don't know. You don't want to get stuck. Yeah. And it's so hard. And so we were going through all these different ideas. Like we're on a group text and uh, we were sending ideas back and forth. And Anthony had said love heist. And I was like, it's actually kind of dope. Like kind of like that. Like it's different. You know, there's not many bands you're going to find that are very similar in that name style. Mm. Uh, so we just sat on it for about a week and we're like, all right, let's do it. So we switched all of our branding from Northern national uh, to love heist, which was a complete bitch because oh, sure. yeah, like, cause like on Instagram, we had like 20,000 followers mm. and I was like, I don't want to lose that. Like I don't yeah. want to start over. So luckily we had a buddy at uh, Facebook who we're really close with and he does all the music stuff for oh. Facebook. And I was like, hey dude, like we're switching everything over. Like I just need to get this done. Is it possible? And like within a day, the dude had it all done for me. And I'm like, God, pays to know people like, in high <laughs> <Yeah>. places. <laughs> but yeah, man, it's just, the sound just kind of changed just a little bit. And we focused more on um, 
like before we like Northern National initially started out as like a folk rock type band. And then as we added members on, it kind of transitioned more into like this indie alt rock sound. Mm. Um, and then after everybody left and it was just us three guys, it even more so transitioned into like this kind of like because they're like experimental rock type guys. You know, I, I guess they'd probably hate me for saying that. <laughs> but uh, like so do just, they lean towards certain type of. Instruments yeah. That, yeah. I mean, it's always guitar and bass and, and drums, but like the just like the tones and stuff that they mm. use. Um, Kind of have like this like i don't know like euphoric sound to them or something you know like very untypical yeah and so you know that's that's how it started like we just started messing around with a couple of different ideas uh in logic and just started writing and then now we've got probably 12 songs like nice written and recorded we've released two yeah uh, yeah i like both of those singles thanks, man yeah it's those we have like the ones that are coming out in the fall like I'm holding on to them till the fall because they feel like very fall vibey mm. type songs, but I want to release them so bad right now because they're just like, they're, they're good. Like I've never been like truly passionate. I mean, I'm always passionate about my music, but like these couple songs that I'm ready to release are just like, I think the first that like really showcase who we are, mm. I guess more so. Yeah. But going to hold off a little bit, just, <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> Tease with some other songs first. Yeah. Well, I really like the the Thank two you. that you have out so far because one's uh, ready to let go. Ready to go. Ready to go. And, and going backwards. Going backwards. Yeah. yeah. Really like ready to go. Which going thinking. backwards was actually called cocaine at the beginning. Oh, yeah. <laughs> For obvious reasons. <laughs> but uh, we realized that probably wouldn't be a good uh, title. Marketable title. Yeah. You yeah. didn't want Clapton to come Why is this you? called cocaine? Well, well <laughs> use your use your brain for a second but i appreciate that man yeah ready to go um that's a that we released that one first because it was like the most relatable at the time for us because it's about like depression and, and trying to overcome it and like mm. not being ready to let go and yeah. not being you know not not ready to like let life go go past you and yeah. so thought it was kind of relatable to a lot of people right now especially last year with the pandemic and all yeah. that stuff so yeah, it's a good, you know, uh, high energy, yeah. you know, uh, 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 lift your spirits and get, yeah, get up and to. go. Yeah, <laughs> try to. <at> least. <laughs> then yeah. you read the lyrics and you're like, oh, damn, it's kind of sad. But, <laughs> but, but yeah, but no, it's it, good, man. Yeah, yeah. They're both of them are really good. I'm Appreciate excited you, to, to hear the next ones. Thank you. Yeah. Um, now, the, the, I, I mentioned this in the message uh, that your sound, not necessarily your sound, but, you know, we were talking about um, Gregory, Gregory uh, Isaacoff. Yeah. yeah. And um, we're talking about Lord Huron mm -hmm. and because uh, I paralleled y'all mm -hmm. to Huron a little bit. And it was like the, the writing kind of and the the um, the ambiance of your yeah. vocals. But uh, it's also like the, the album artwork, that yeah. Explorer yeah. kind of feel, you know, because I because I love um it's kind of a tangent, I guess, but I, I, we both mentioned that we were just big fans of Lord Huron. And, oh, yeah. Uh, that's that's a band I feel like that's really pinpointed who they want to be, Definitely. what their sound is, what their aesthetic is. Like you know who they are just by list. Like if, if a song comes on, like a new one or something of theirs, like you know right away. Like, yeah. Oh, that's Lord Huron. Yeah. Easily. They're definitely one of the good, like, there's another... Uh, it might be a series just like i want to do that texan blue series yeah um i might do a series about like the modern laurel canyon like okay. who are the artists still yeah. in laurel canyon churning stuff out and being nice, creative man. you know like dawes is one of them yeah. lord huron's another um because they just got that sound that that um 
like I can, they might not, like you said, they might not like it, but it's kind of experimental. It's a little yeah. bit different, but they 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 still capture that ambiance and mm-hmm. feel of kind of an older sound. And it's still catchy, right? Oh, like, absolutely. Like that's that's the the hardest thing I think. Like whenever you're making music, is like attaining that catchiness. Yeah. Without it being cliche and yeah. like cheesy, you know. Like, yeah. Like. Like, I always tell people, like, you can make a pop song. Like, you could very easily. Yeah. Like, it's not hard. Generally, four chords and you're done and just some repetitive, yeah. catchy hook. Four over four beat and you're yeah. good. <laughs> and, but, like, if, like, like these bands, like, such as, like, Lord Hirana stuff, like, so good at, like, having something that's recognizable, catchy, rememberable, without it being, like, over or in your face, you yeah. know? Like, it's just... It's beautiful. Yeah, you know? whether it's their like so good. mild singer songwriter stuff, like from yeah. the first couple albums, or like they're because uh, they're about to come out with a new one. Oh, they are. I didn't yeah, know they that. they released a few singles. Oh, um, hell yeah. It yeah. sounds more like um, early '60s sounds, like kind of oh, really? like that okay. that uh, transition out of the Elvis yeah. rock, you know, because <laughs> his his sound, his vo- vocal is much more like a '50s vocal. Really, instead. that's yeah. awesome, man. But like their last album. Uh, uh, I don't know if I'm gonna pronounce this right, but uh, it's Black Void in French. Yeah. Vide Noir. And uh, that's a really great album. Dude, and that one, I feel like that's their most experimental they've got because it got yeah. like harder, much more like a lot of reverb on the that's guitar, so and good, it's just man. like it's so super good. good. Um, so yeah, they're they're an artist. So I just feel like they they know what they're about. Oh, for sure. And uh, even with this last album that they changed it up, you mm-hmm. know, this next one's like they're kind of going back to that aesthetic. And, it's just good, you know, like changing it up and like yeah. bringing out different styles, especially like just to your loyal, dedicated fan base, like showing them like, hey. You haven't heard everything. Yeah, like, it's not it's not the same thing. Like it's yeah. different, but it's still us. Like I'm yeah. all about that. And especially with like modern mm, metrics and stuff that you can actually watch yeah. on your album releases and yeah. single releases. You know, it's like you can release a four track EP mm-hmm. and uh, pick a different genre for each. You know, four different genres yeah. for one EP and see which one you know generates the most interest. Which one gets the most? Yeah. Yeah, and realize like, wow, we've been singer songwriter folky, and then people dove right into that disco shit <laughs> get, some, get some dancing queen going on there yeah you never know you never know but yeah but yeah they're 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 one of my favorites man yeah, yeah i can't wait have for you ever seen them live uh once yeah Damn, i saw them at acl I once I yeah and yeah. uh homeboy was he was decked out as their album cut or, oh, or really? as the journey their adventure really you know, that's like on their awesome first two or three albums yeah. they have that guy in the brown leather hat yeah like going everywhere and yeah and he would wear that hat and, awesome. the, and the jacket that's well he so tried cool. to do it in texas and i think yeah, he had to take not, that jacket off for a while yeah <laughs> clearly i came in a freaking like black suede jacket <laughs> an idiot and freaking like you would think like in what are we in april it'd be okay no yeah in fact no. yeah i think this is the hottest day it's so of the stupid. month so far so. it's gorgeous though I'm not yeah gonna lie, oh it's man. beautiful it is yeah. beautiful yeah at least it's not raining <laughs> we were forced to shoot outside just gonna throw that yeah, out it's worth but, it though yeah. it's worth it's it. good <laughs> <laughs> but yeah yeah i did see them once um it was like acl so nice. you know just like an hour um yeah. um it's the thing about music festivals sometimes you know it's like when you get the chance to see an artist you really want to yeah. see it's awesome you it's get so to short, mark though. them off your list you know yeah and they don't always get the like if they're like them, like they're like I saw like medium, yeah, whatever range artists, whatever. So they get the get like the two the side time, stage the, over on there, yeah, or you know they're playing <laughs> at two, three, three, yeah. you know, and they get the side stage, so they don't get to the set up their normal elaborate uh, setups and their yeah. background stuff. But then 
you know, Coldplay at midnight will get to, you know, line the stage with <laughs> 100, all these crazy people. Yeah, and just sweating on and, each other. Yeah, and light <laughs> bars and just crazy visuals. I saw yeah. Muse at ACL back in 2009, mm-hmm. and that was fucking nuts, right? Like, it was just like that freaking lights everywhere, yeah. going crazy. And I wasn't even like the biggest Muse fan, uh-huh. but that was. I've heard they put on some crazy Dude, visuals. In it was their shows. nuts. It was so trippy. And that same night, Dead Mouse was playing, or Dead Mouse Five, or however the hell you say his name. Nah. I lost my sandal. <laughs> <laughs> some girl stole it off my shoe. I mean, off my foot. I stepped on her blanket like a little corner piece, and she was like, "Get off my fucking blanket!" And t- <laughs> took my sandal from me. Yeah. And then just disappeared just, in the just crowd. Just disappeared. <laughs> oh no, the crowd disappeared. Me. They were like pushing me. It's <laughs> like, damn, man. Uh, it was, yeah. Yeah, Side note. Good old, good old <laughs> festival. So Dude. I'm excited to be back in them. <laughs> I, you know, it's, man, like, I think it, either it's my, like, me getting older or it's just, like, having, like, played festivals versus, mm. like, being at them yourself. I hate festivals now. Yeah? I hate them. It's, like, it's so sweaty. There's so many people, like, spreading all their nastiness around. That's even before COVID, mind you. <laughs> I just, like, I don't know. I'd much rather... I'd much rather see like an intimate show mm. than than like. Well, that's a what I was getting at. It's, it's like when you want to really invest in seeing yeah. someone. It, it, sometimes it's a it's a it's a hard compromise because it like is. it's it's still great. You know, I mean, I, I've seen a lot of people on my uh, musical bucket list or yeah. whatever um, that I know I wouldn't have been able to see or would have been like an exorbitant yeah, price. Which is a lot easier to do. Yeah. Right? like a festival for yeah. sure. Yeah, you know, because you could pay 120 bucks for a day and see 12 artists you've always wanted to see. And each of those artists, they range in how much their independent shows would have been, but yeah. could have been someone that's $50 and someone that's like $200, yeah. you know? Uh, that's very true. You never know. But yeah, that's always a trade-off because yeah, like, I remember being like super excited to see like Modest Mouse. Yeah. And like for some reason, like they only, they came on at like seven. So like the sun was still out. They didn't have any like visuals oh, up and gosh. stuff like that. And I was like, hey, it's still great. Got to see him perform their 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 last album. Um, but it's kind of like, man. Yeah. Because I have, a, you know, <laughs> I got my, my best friend got to see him two years ago at, at the Palladium. And oh, it was dang. like, oh, fucking went on for three and a half hours. Oh, and they did man. all these covers and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, nah. <laughs> Whatever, man. That's why, that's why you go see someone like the Flaming Lips at a festival mm. because they're gonna go ham no matter what, mm, always, yeah. and do like you know Wayne's gonna be out on that like ball that he have you ever seen that? No. He gets inside, so the lead singer gets in this like the inflatable ball, ball thing. yeah, and he goes out into the audience what? and oh dude, that's nuts. They're nuts. Yeah. That is a crazy show. Yeah, like absolutely crazy. Everybody's like on acid and stuff. <laughs> like it's stupid. It's a trip in and of itself. <laughs> it really is. People watching at Flaming Lip shows is beautiful. Probably like ninety percent of them end up like passing out on the ground. So. <laughs> but yeah, man, I miss it. It is because um, I mean I, I like the camp. Like I've gone to Bonnaroo. Oh, nice. Done that and um, never done that. Yeah, I, I enjoy it. Like I I have a I have friends that like the camp and go out and do that stuff. Nice, and man. I don't know. I, at first, I used to be kind of like much more careful and yeah i don't want to say i'm reckless yeah you know? i'm not this one i'm not you're, you're a wild man <laughs> <laughs> but i was just like like what you were saying it's like yeah. oh it's hot yeah i want to be in a venue where i know it's going to happen yeah. it's going to be good you know it's going to be a couple of hours of this artist doing their stuff whatever but then i don't know i've been to a handful now and i think i've just built kind of a callus to the, the, the stupid the shit bug. well yeah but also i'm just when someone steps on me when someone bumps yeah. into me it's kind of like yep yeah it's just, whatever it's just show it's like 
Just like happens. walking on the street in New York. You know? yeah, <laughs> that's like, the damn truth. You get yelled at. Yeah, pff, <laughs> hey, man, just, you, you did something. Just move on. You yeah, know? that's good. But but yeah, but it's a, it's an experience, though, that uh, I, we haven't been the one like, yeah, two and a half years, Dang three man. years. And so yeah. even before COVID, it had been a little bit. But now it's like, man, it's just crazy. It. Yeah. <laughs> Cause yeah, I mean the last one we went to was a few years ago, and it was ACL. Nice. That was awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just miss it, yeah. especially yeah, seeing some of our favorite artists in in the in the, the summer heat, or I guess it's in October, but still in Texas, it yeah. feels like summer. Well, and you'll and, randomly run into artists too. Oh like, yeah, on the ground. Festivals, like you'll just bump into them. Yeah. Like, I ran into, I think it was in '09, maybe. I don't know. I went like four years in a row, and then I stopped going because uh, I moved up here and I was like, oh, I'm not driving down. Mm. But I, re- I bumped into the lead singer of Vampire Weekend. Like, oh, literally nice. bumped into him. Like, we, like, hit each other pretty hard. <laughs> and he, like, grabbed me. And it was, like, this, like, sweet little moment. <laughs> I was like, oh, thank you. <laughs> and then I had, like, this shock. I was like, oh, shit. That's the lead singer of Vampire Weekend. I was like, hi, nice to meet you. You're great. And, like, <laughs> totally fanboyed for yeah. a second. And then I walked off yeah it was those yeah you can definitely have some awesome experiences at those for sure yeah yeah i like that's I, I like small local festivals too yeah yeah those like because they used, they used to do more and they haven't well i mean obviously in the last year and a half yeah. they haven't but they used to do one and then deep elm that i really like called a uh, index festival oh yeah i haven't done that in years yeah. but like i really like that one that was really cool because it like linked up all those um, small venues and yeah. the back that um, like you know like trees and mm-hmm. stuff because there's that big parking lot behind all of it yeah and like they put two stages at the end of the parking oh, lots that's awesome, and dude. so all the area was like roped off and so you go wow. in yeah. the trees and then out to the two outdoor stages and it was really cool it's awesome I'm surprised it didn't go for much longer but there were some really cool like smaller groups that came through like uh, Cold War Kids oh, and Portugal really? Man that's and awesome. Washed Out and uh, but yeah, it was really cool. Oh, I ran yeah. the Portugal the man, a couple of the members oh, in, the, really? in the crowd there. Yeah, like Damn. it was like first. And then first they few freaking minutes. shot up like crazy. Yeah, oh yeah. That was that was probably the band that probably make me sound the most hipster of all because <laughs> that's been a band I have followed for like a long time. It's like yeah. 2009 or something. And then wow. when they exploded, I was like, oh yeah. People don't even realize that they were around. Like yeah. they've been a band for like 12 years or something like yeah. that. Right? Like, yeah. Yeah. Around yeah well and, they, and they're very consistent too yeah they tour all the time yeah. they, they would release an album every single year that'd be an, a great album like every album would just get better than the last you know yeah. like they would just one-up themselves and uh and they they sat on some of their songs until they got to the label that they like you know a big label which yeah. ended up being atlantic yeah and so when they did their album uh in the mountains and the clouds which is the tour we actually got to see them at oh, that damn. festival for it was like premium shit. Oh, the whole really? album. I don't know if you ever listened to that album, but top to bottom, it yeah. is just a perfect album. Damn, it is dude. a really, it's one of the best, I think, alternative albums. That's I've, awesome. I've, I've, I yeah. always recommend it. Yeah, to my drummer, people. my drummer's really into Portugal, the man. They're so like, good. I, I respect them and I, I do like some of their stuff, but I've just never been like a like diehard of mm. it, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm so weird with music. Like <laughs> what I, like, I honestly probably don't even listen to that much music. Like, mm. I don't know why. Like I, you would think like being a musician and being like, I love music and stuff. I just like, I don't know. I think I get myself burnt out really quick on a lot of stuff. Mm. And so I'll just like, I'll just, I used to always have to have music on like always like at high school and stuff. Like I would always have to have something on mm-hmm. headphones, anything. And now like if I get to sit in silence for like more than 10 minutes, I'm like, Oh God, yes. This Wait, is great. <laughs> disclaimer. You're also a dad. Though, I am. So. Yeah. I do have two kids, man. So Yeah. No, life, life is that, but my kids love music, which is awesome. That's awesome. Like, 
they come to our shows and stuff. It's cool. so cute. Like I'll be like rocking out. Then I'll look out. And my daughter's like yeah. over there rocking out. It's so That's good. excellent. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I definitely That's do beautiful. love that aspect. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. That's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Is. That's, that's, I mean, truly, I mean, that, that's one of the most beautiful parts of, of me. Uh, I don't want to sound all weird, Get but, weird. <laughs> but cause I was going to say it's the beautiful part about music, but it's really the beautiful part about life. And that's just creating, experiencing yeah. and, and, and uh, appreciating reality. Like what, what we're doing right now. And, yeah. and like, yeah, it's like, cause yeah, I know musicians that have kids, they love to make music in front of their kids. They love to include them in oh, yeah. it just because it's a beautiful process to watch them understand and the, yeah. to watch them, you know, get thrilled about the change in tempo and yeah. whatever. It doesn't matter. And Sing, it's dancing. Just, yeah. It's just a, it's, it's a beautiful Dude, thing. Dude, I, I, the other day I was, cause like, i'll pull down the guitar and i'll just like start playing and like my kids will sing random stuff and everything my daughter i was sitting there playing these these chords and i was like man i really like these chords i'm gonna take these because we do we write every week okay on wednesday nights we get together and we write the band does and so i was like playing these chords i was like man i really dig these like these are these are nice chords and then she was like singing to it and i actually loved the melody she was singing i was like Oh shit. So I stole my, my daughter's idea <laughs> and we started writing a song this past Wednesday. And so I was like, man, like that's, that's what I love about it. It's like, you can just pull inspiration from anywhere. You know, I pulled it from a six year old little girl who <laughs> didn't even know what she was doing. So, yeah, you know, it's, that's definitely, I guess the, the fun part of making music mm. is, is just like not being afraid to take any and all outside influences oh yeah i do know a lot of artists who will be like you know like you know writing with each other is like a big thing like i've done tons of like writing co-writes and stuff like that with people mm. and some artists so they hate doing it like they hate writing with other artists and i'm like man why would you hate to do that like because like i've written so many songs with people were like i had no idea the song was going to sound like this going into it yeah which is leaps and bounds better than what i would have done you know yeah just like by myself a lot of ego oh yeah yeah. Well, like, yeah, we talk, talked about that a lot on the last show is that that is the one thing that hinders this beautiful thing yep. <laughs> is ego. Oh, yeah. And 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 yeah, because I mean, I especially been doing it for a few years now. I've just I've experienced it a lot yeah. when you're like you're interacting with someone, you want to create with someone. And they're like, even when you just want to recover a song, like I don't want to learn that because I don't. I, that's not how I would have played it. Yeah. Like, dude, we're covering a song <laughs> that's how they played it are we gonna learn that or are we gonna make our own because it sounds like you just don't no, want to make you're like, yeah i just can't play what he played they're like all right man <laughs> I, think, I think a lot of that comes down to like people's insecurities too yeah like like you um like even within my own band man like they'll the guys will come up with because like both of them also play uh guitar too okay and they're far better than i am and so like they'll come up with something crazy and they're like ross you're gonna do that at the show and i'm like no, I'm not. I don't even, I can't even fathom how you play that. So I'm not going to play it. And so then they're like, quit being so closed minded. I'm like, I'm not closed minded. One, I'm lazy. <laughs> Two, I don't want to. And they're just like, you're, you're so closed minded. I'm like, yeah, I probably am. But yeah, ego, ego plays in massively in any form of art, right? Like yeah. any art. It just, I, I think being able to like get past your ego with it is the hardest but smartest thing to do yeah well i think that's why when you when you interact with someone that's been doing it for a longer stint of time they just have less ego into it yeah. because they've seen the malleability of of creation you know they've yeah. been able to see that like my first thought isn't immediately correct every yeah. time so why would i think you know creatively when i take my first swing at something that 
someone's criticism because it's almost like you're you're dishonoring them by yeah. not giving them a chance to introduce their years of experience back at you exactly now if it's a random dude on the street that you have no idea who this guy is yeah. and he's <laughs> and you're busking and this guy just walks up to you and like that's a piece of shit and I'm like all right man you know what but but if it's someone especially a bandmate i just yeah. feel like that's such a disservice you know yeah. to yourself especially if you're very passionate about it because mm -hmm. if anything if you're very proud about what you wrote or what you're about to present mm. sure carry that you know meet meet that you know uh, objective with gusto but as soon as they give you some kind of criticism yeah you, you, you're a team yeah. i'm sorry you're not a band unless you really consider each other exactly because uh, you know that, that's a beautiful thing about some of those some of our favorite bands like an older band you know i'm thinking about like people like the doors or uh oh, love the doors it's like when you look at the credits it only says the doors yeah there's no doesn't have no, everybody's they, 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 name yeah into it. now yeah. musicianship you know playing actual uh instruments yeah, yeah. It, clearly jim morrison wasn't doing everything yeah you know so yeah so they would identify that but it's like lyricism was always the doors that, yeah. that was it you know and they split everything four ways and just yeah. you know kept it even and i think that's just the best approach to oh, yeah. to handle when well, nobody does it like that anymore you know like like and I'm not trying to say like, oh, we're the greatest. We did that, but like, that's how we do it, right? Because like, yeah, that's great. Going into writing is like, we, like, I'll write down a lyric and I'm like, oh, this is great, and they'll be like, that sounds so stupid. I'm just like, damn, are you sure? Like, I feel good about it. They're like, no, it sounds dumb. And I'm like, damn it. All right, well, let's reevaluate. <laughs> so yeah, we. That's how we approach it. Like everybody writes, everybody does everything with it. Everything is a three three way split on everything. Nice. Just because. Yeah. Like, and the other thing too is if what you present isn't great, groovy, and fit the pattern of whatever you're trying to do, yeah. or fit the missing link of this, you know, puzzle you're trying to solve, uh, who said you have to throw it away? You know, yeah. it's like, because yeah, that's another thing of uh, uh, really digging into artists' background and like the backgrounds of musical compositions and stuff like that. So you realize some of the stuff you know people set on for years, not yeah. thinking it was anything, or yep. or just some random catchphrase that they heard and. South Africa. Yeah. It's like, that was a weird <laughs> phrase. Like, I wonder if I could ever work down this song. It's like, and then, uh, oh my, have you heard of, um, oh my gosh, I can't think of the, the dude's band name right now, but he was, he was in Vampire Weekend and then he started his own thing. He has a song called Forerunner. Mm. Ah, I can't think of his name right now. Anyways, he, same thing as that. You said South Africa, maybe think of it. He was in like Korea or something, mm. heard this song playing. And he couldn't find it anywhere. So he's like, well, I'm going to make my own version of it. And so he came back, made his own version of the song. And now it's like blowing up on all oh, nation. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> I mean, granted, he has Vampire Weekend as his like, you foundation. know, yeah, yeah. foundation, <laughs> but it's a cool song. That's but. cool. Well, it's like, uh, you know, Obla D, Obla Da by the Beatles. Oh, yeah. 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 It's like that was a catchphrase in uh, Jamaica, I think. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. They were they were in on some trip uh, or awesome. it's in the Bahamas or somewhere. And and they ran into this guy, this uh, easygoing guy on the street, yeah. and he uh, he's always said, "Oh blah dee, oh blah da." Life really? goes on, man, and that's all. That's he, would, awesome. he would say that he would say that to them, that and then Paul awesome. was like, "I love that." And then so when they got back, everyone else hated it because <laughs> it just got annoying to them. But he really wanted to turn into a song, and that is so cool. Turn into uh, one of the most controversial Beatles songs of all time because <laughs> <laughs> you either love it or you hate it. Yeah, hey, that's awesome. Man. But I yeah, know that. but it's interesting. I think um, I don't know who said this i know paul's mentioned this in interviews but i know someone coined this quote or whatever saying like every sound is you know or, or you know a lot of exotic new sounds are just a sound that's been played on the other side of the world on yeah. a different type of instrument you know someone yep. just took that experience and brought it back and 
put that on a banjo, put that on, you know, throw it on something else to mix it up. Yeah. I mean, there's no, I I honestly, I truthfully believe this, that there is no new sound. There's Mm. no new idea. I think it's just exactly like that. Something that's just been rethought, repurposed a different way. Yeah. You know, like it's, you know, especially like in my, like, like my career world, you know, like I design applications and websites, like people are always like, you know, what's the, the new thing we can do? And I'm like, you can't like, almost everything's been done you can just come at it from a different approach yeah. right like you can look at it from a different way yeah and so i think if you can do that and like not get stuck in like your own path and like let everything else kind of like help you and harness you into creating something awesome yeah do it you know yeah like, it's the best way to create yeah just live and experience everything and apply that into your, your art yeah yeah and and yeah, because there's nothing wrong with experimenting. And that's no. a nice thing, too, is now we're at a level where you don't have to go through uh, a marketing team. I mean, hey, sure, there's a lot of artists who have to do this, but go through yeah. a marketing team and a label and all these background things to, to get out just an idea of something, especially yeah. if you're into independent, you know, like self-produced, you're on SoundCloud, you're on Bandcamp, and you're doing yeah. this kind of stuff. If you're, if you're in the works, if you're still working on yourself and doing all this kind of stuff, I mean, you can throw out alternate Hell versions yeah. of what you're doing you're like yeah i'm gonna throw a synthesizer in there yeah fuck it we'll see what happens <laughs> you know it's like i know some people will the purists would hate me you know for yeah. adding this to my guitar and screw those people <laughs> you know what i'm saying like yeah. literally fuck all those people man like yeah it it's I can I can not like a song like I can not like an artist but I'm gonna respect what they do. Yeah right? like yeah it might not be my taste but you know, good on them. Yeah. They're doing good. Especially like if you if you're doing music in like the same area as someone and like someone else blows up. Yeah. Right. Like and you're you're an artist who like played alongside them and stuff and you're like, Man, those those dicks, like they, <laughs> they made it. They didn't deserve it. Like it's it's hard to get past that mindset, mm. but it's so important because like be be proud of them, you know, yeah. like or see them as reference. Yeah. It's like, well, there's the potential. It's yeah. Like, you know, we can do that too. Because like yeah. that's the other thing too is yeah, there's people that they don't ever want to hear the, the same sound again. You know, again, those purists, those those people that want to like, oh yeah, you like music? Name every album. You yeah. know, those people that just they're way too uptight about things. <laughs> um, but but there's those other people that like um, like okay, like we were talking about Portugal and Man. That yeah. that's a band that swapped changed out their sound a lot. Like yeah. every album they would change it up a lot or you know a little bit something. It's always different. Yeah. But then, uh, you know, you can look at a band like, um, man, I want to think of someone that's a, has a real stark, you know, like pivot, like the Decemberists. Okay. Like, you know, like, yeah, they, they were singer songwriter. You know, their sound, you yeah. know, their vocal, how it was going to go. And uh, then their last album and they threw in synthesizers oh, and some really? 808 effects. I don't like think that. I've listened to Decemberists since... 2008, mm. 2009. I, me neither. Right Until this new album came out and I heard the single on the radio. I was like, who's that? Dang. Okay. And it was like, you know, a heavy bass line and like, really? shit like that. I was like, what is that? And okay. I like, new track from the, the Decembers. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> um, but that was cool because it, to me, it rewoke Something my new, ear to yeah. them because I was like, I've always liked the dude's voice, yeah. you know, and they have good writing. Now you got, now you do, all it is is a little extra spice in yeah. the mix, you know? Um, but yeah, but there's always going to be those people that are like, well, I just wanted violin and yeah. guitar and you ruined it for me, <laughs> but you can't do anything about that. You no. know, there's a, uh, have you seen the, um, or listened to the, the interview that Joe Rogan did with the Black Keys on I his show? I'd love Joe Rogan, but I, I haven't listened to It's a really one. good episode because really? he, has, he has Dan Arbach and Patrick Carney on and, uh, uh, and it's hilarious because I mean, they, they, they talk about so much stuff and experiences and their 
musical well, walk. They've been around for like, yeah. what, like 20 years almost 20, or something yeah. like that? And nobody knew about them until 10 years ago? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they, uh, yeah, just garage band, man, college yeah. band, just always busking, always pushing. Damn, and uh, uh, But they talk about that in those early years when they had those, those uppity people, you know, who come up to their shows, you know, and they just always I'm, have their arms crossed and. I think I'm that guy with, you know, Ray LaMontagne. Uh -huh. So Ray LaMontagne did his album Supernova with Dan Arbuck. Right. Yeah. And I hate that album <laughs> so much. Yeah. Like, I, I only like Supernova off of that. Album, I hate so. that album so much. <laughs> now, like, why I mean, do you hate it? I love because I love Ray LaMontagne, like original. Like, I mean, <laughs> I got the dude tatted on my arm. Like, I love Ray LaMontagne. And like whenever Supernova came out, you know, Gossip in the Grand came out and I was like, this is dope. It's a little bit different mm -hmm. than like Trouble and stuff, but it's still good. And then Supernova came out and I was like, I hate you right now. <laughs> I hate this. It just cause it wasn't it like- too poppy? I, not even that. It was just really experimental mm. kind of to me. Or well, like, so what did you think of the, the preceding, the Ouroboros? And I haven't even listened to it. Really? Dude, yeah, so like, and I like, that shows you how much I hated Supernova. Like, <laughs> I was a diehard, like, I saw Ray LaMontagne at um, The Majestic mm -hmm. here in Dallas. I cried. Like, I, I remember sitting down, I remember looking at him on stage, and I just, like, bawled my eyes out because he was just so fucking amazing. And you can just tell, like, by his playing, like, he legit meant his music. Mm. And then when our Supernova came out, I was so, like, Oh, dude, I was, that, I was that purist guy. Yeah, I was like, I was like, fuck him. He totally ruined it. Uh, but I haven't, I haven't listened to his newest one. Yeah, like, uh, I think it's Ouroboros or yeah, it's something weird. It's not, I can't remember what it is. But the, because he's released three, I think, since then. Oh, really? So okay. after Supernova is that one. Uh -huh. And it's, it's got, it's got this one song, I think it's called Hey No Pressure. That one's really cool. Oh, I do know that song. Yeah, it's like a bluesier, that is a cool song. song. Yeah. yeah. And that album's almost like, he had a, yeah, like a psychedelic experience or like he got obsessed with Pink Floyd for a little bit and, uh, and Eric Clapton and then jumped back in the studio and was like, yeah, I'm going to switch to like more of a Pink Floyd bluesy vibe oh, for gosh, this album. Okay. But it's, it's interesting. There are a few good songs on that album, but yeah, there's other ones that are a little I'm going to have to dive back in. Like I said, he, he lost me for a little bit, so hopefully it, uh, hopefully I find my way back to him. <laughs> well, the, uh, here, I want to, I want to make sure I say the right name. The, the one he released after that one, though, I think you'd really like yeah. because it's a good it's a really good balance between um, his like singer songwriter stuff okay. and that more experimental blues kind of sound. It's a uh, part of the light. Part of the light. OK. The album came out three years ago. Man, it's got some really good stuff on it. Like this song, Paper Man. Uh, I, such, I guess such I a am an thing. idiot. I have listened to Paper Man. Yeah, I haven't same. listened to the whole record though. It's such a simple thing. I think so. That yeah. sounds very familiar. That's a very that, that's like the most singer song, okay. right? Like a more yeah, his original. It's really good, man. But then he also has songs called um, uh, uh, "No Answers Arrive" and uh, what's the other one? "As Black as Blood Is Blue," and they're like these yeah. intense blues really? like numbers with like tons of reverb okay. and like it's like all right, Ray, who who, Try, who, who to pissed get... you off? And <laughs> you know, it's like probably himself. <laughs> but he, yeah. He, he like told a story at that show at the Majestic about uh, which song was it? I can't remember. He was working at he was working at a shoe making facility or something. Mm. And he came home and he was playing shows and stuff and came home and there was a knife stabbed in like his bed or something or in like his guitar or something like that. And it was his wife like left him <laughs> because she was like tired of his shit. And he's like, 
I think she was just trying to tell me something. <laughs> I started laughing. What? I was like, what the hell, dude? <laughs> like, damn, all right. <laughs> Live your dream, dude. <laughs> I, I don't think that'd be that hard I, to confuse. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> but, all right. <laughs> to each their own, right? Yeah. No, I, I do love him, though, man. He's His, his songwriting is ridiculous. Yeah. Like, it's stupid. Yeah, he's a creative force, man. He's, yeah. Well, yeah, very soulful person. Got oh, yes. a unique voice and really good uh, 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 method of you know oh, projecting yeah. out his. Like his, his story. you ever seen his uh, BBC live performances no, on YouTube? I haven't. Dude, they're amazing. Like, mm. oh, it's so cool. It's in this like, this like, um, what is it called? I don't know. It's like in this like massive theater, and like they have like this like half moon like over his head, and so uh, it's really cool. Looking. That's cool. And it's yeah, just check that out. Really good sound. Yeah, he's a. Uh, Oh, I have seen him. I was gonna say that's some, that's someone I want to see, but I saw him tour with the uh, with that other group he did with for a little bit, the oh, Prairie Dogs. Um, yeah, I think oh, it's wait. someone else. I think it's something else. It's like Ray Lamontagne. Ray Lamontagne and because Swear is Prairie Dogs. Is it Prairie Dogs? Let me see. Oh no, my bad. Oh yeah, Ray Lamontagne and the Prairie Dogs. Yeah. And the album was God Willing the Creek God Don't Willing, Rise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was a good album. That's a good album. It I really like album. Repo Man. Yeah, was, Repo Man was great. That's a Gets me, yeah. gets me bumping, man. <laughs> it's a high energy song. It's a good one. Uh, but yeah, he's he's a really good good he's artist. Awesome, oh yeah, I, he's a uh, because you know we we uh, review albums like track by oh, track, nice. like through conversation. Yeah, um, he's one that I want to do one of his albums, like one oh, of his yeah. earlier ones. Yeah, or even, awesome. maybe even that uh, part of the light one. I really like that album. Yeah, it's I need to, I need to definitely dive back in. I said I. Supernova just pissed me off and I gave up. <laughs> I gave up, man. It is true. Cause I what's funny is when that album came out, which I think it was like 2013, yeah. 2012 or something, I remember being excited for it. Oh yeah. Um I was so pumped. And then when Supernova the single came out, I was like, it's a little more poppy, kind yeah. of polished rock, you know, sound, alternative rock kind of sound I wasn't expecting to come from him. Yeah. I was like, yeah, but it's not too bad, it's catchy, I get it. But then the whole the rest of the album is just kind of like weak. Yeah. It's like memorable lyrics or weren't they? And I don't know, because during that phase, Dan Arbach, because I'm a big Arbach fan. Yeah. And during that phase, that was like the, the I mean, they're still at a high. Yeah. But, but that was like their, their like. Th that was like still the highest point. They were on Everest that at that point. Yeah, because they had one like producer of the year. Yeah. I think he, uh, Arbach became a producer on like the Academy panel. Oh, I think. really? Yeah, for oh, a little damn. bit. Okay. So, I mean, he was big, big time. Yeah. And so he, he was working with all the medium you know up and coming people like yeah. Ray Lamontagne and Jake Bug and um some people out of Nashville I mean he was, he was all over the place he's fucking awesome yeah Jake Bug. I yeah I love Jake Bug. love that dude and um but yeah but it's almost like again I will preface this one more time I'm a huge <laughs> Dan Arbach fan <laughs> but all the albums he works with other artists that he doesn't yeah. keep in his world and his wheelhouse you know they're just yeah they're all right they're yeah. they're, they're well, okay i think i think what it is is i think he still allows them to be their creative selves you mm. know where like a lot of producers will kind of like take the reins and be sure. like, hey do this trust me yeah i think you know he he allows them to still be them creative selves yeah while like putting in his stuff but i don't know it didn't it didn't pan out well like ray lamonte like that record sucks so bad like <laughs> so bad yeah like like, they, like jake uh, bugs like that's the first album of his i didn't yeah. I didn't revisit immediately just yeah. because it was like, ah. What's his his song that he just brought out not too long ago? Uh, it's got like a gospel choir in it. Oh, I haven't heard that. It's freaking I haven't listened to him awesome. in, a, in a few years. I'll have to, I have to look it up. So I'm going to look it up while we're talking. Because it, yeah. was, it was a freaking cool song. He, it came out 
I want to say it came out like the end of last year, maybe. Okay. Yeah, I haven't listened to him in a couple of years. When he came out with his first album in like 2012, ugh, I was all over that, man. His first album was awesome. Oh, dude. So he was good. so good. And this little gangly British kid just freaking <laughs> yeah, tearing man. it up. Just him and his guitar, man. I think it's All I Need, I think, is that what it's called? Okay. I think that's what it is. His last single? Yeah, it's it's really cool. Okay. It's a really cool I'll single. I'll check it out. Yeah, and yeah. see, he's a guy I'd like to see in concert. I, I saw him open for the Black Keys once. Oh, that's awesome. It was awesome. kind of a, it was cool, but it was like a little, because I was really excited about him too. Yeah. Like, you know, it's one of those things where. They gave him like 20 minutes to like just kind of, play yeah. like an acoustic guitar. And it's like, you know, it, it was at American Airlines. So you have this massive stage. And one and, little guy. Yeah, and one guy. <laughs> and they put the curtain all the way up to the very uh. edge. So it's just him <laughs> and his guitar at the very edge of the stage. And it's like, come uh. on, man, at least give him a flag or something behind <laughs> him that says Jake Buck or something. Uh, but it was still good, but he yeah. didn't do his, you know, full set and he only did acoustic, none of the electric yeah. stuff. And um, I, I would still, I still would like to see him, but yeah. I did see, see him that way. That's awesome. And that was a really cool show because um, I mean, I'm a huge Black Keys fan and my favorite song of theirs is uh, Just the Same Old Thing. Yeah, and um, song. And, uh, they played a few songs and they were in front of like a red curtain like the whole time. And and yeah, they filled the stage. So it was yeah. all there, full presence on the you know, width of the stage. And then uh they start playing same old thing and uh you know that kinda has a drop yeah like in the beginning. Well, when that drop happens, the curtain drops and oh, there's like damn. all these screens and TVs behind like moving oh, with all these like sick. crazy things and like lights and like other like that you know, is awesome. visuals. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> now this is an American Airlines show. <laughs> Dude, I was like, that's awesome. I was like, this is still great. I mean, I'm, I'm here for, you know, the artist for the yeah. performance. But then, like, when they bust out my favorite song, I'm yeah. like, oh, here we go. And then halfway through the drop, they drop the, you know, the stage awesome. opens up. I was like, oh, this is like kismet. This is beautiful. <laughs> this isn't real. That is awesome. But, yeah, that was a great show. Um, yeah, I've never seen Black Heat. No, I take that back. I did. I saw him at ACL. Mm. And it was, it was 2000. 2009 ACL. Oh, really? Was it and just so them two? Then? It was just them two. Oh, see, that's and so it was. That's one of my regrets. It man. was awesome. I mean, I I got I got into them around like 2010. Okay. And so that was right before they got with like uh, uh, Danger Mouse yeah. and got a little more you know situated yeah. and official and more produced and added a bassist, you yeah. know, stuff like that. Uh, and, it's uh, still just public. It's still just like promoted as them two, though, right? Or is, do they? Include they tour when when they when they make content uh -huh. like when they write it's just them when they produce oh, okay. it sometimes they'll bring in danger mouse i think it's the only one that they'll bring really? in sometimes okay. yeah yeah uh, and i love danger mouse man yeah. he, he's like my he's my top of the producer list oh, like nice. when he turns something out like because he just did something with karen o um a couple karen years o. ago she's a lead singer of uh yeah 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 oh okay believe. yeah yeah um, <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh and um and he's done stuff. Well, you know, he has uh, Broken Bells mm -hmm. with uh, yeah. uh, Mercer. and uh, Which is fantastic. Oh, I love that. Saw them that same year at ACL. Oh, really? Yeah, I've never seen them. Fucking awesome. Man, I can't wait to see them. Because I, th I feel like they're they're sitting on something. Cause they, Hopefully. They randomly updated their uh, Apple Music like profile oh, picture. Really? It's oh, like they a current picture are, of them they like last are. year. And they released a single like a year and a half ago. Was well, Mercer doing anything? With, I can't remember his old ba or his band. The Shins. The Shins. Are they, he, have they released anything? They released, uh, oh, they released an album like in 2017. Oh, okay. And then they released like an B-side to the oh. album, like a remix version. Nice. Like a couple of years later. And then they, they're remastering um, Oh, Inverted World. Oh, really? Their first album. Yeah. Okay. They're releasing that on the uh, 
20th anniversary or whatever oh, this year. Nice. It's been 20 years. I think so. Oh my gosh. It's like 20 or 18, something like that. Damn. But yeah, yeah and if you're old. a vinyl collector, it comes <laughs> like a, a really cool blue vinyl. Hey. Cool. And a signed poster. I want to get into vinyl, like collecting. I'm just. Oh man. I suck. I'm obsessed. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I if I didn't have a wife, I wouldn't have as <laughs> much money on me just because it would be all converted that's, to. That's, she over there? Yeah, she <laughs> I, I would have way more keep guitars and way more records. But hey, dude, I get in trouble with that all keeps, the time. Keeps me lean, keeps me accurate. There you go. Keeps me second guessing myself. Yeah, whenever I whenever I bring home a new guitar, my wife's like, "Which one are you selling to have this one?" I'm like, "Ugh." Damn it. There's been a couple of times where I've been able to like trick her into letting me keep both. But <laughs> I bought this Gibson a few about two years ago. This mm-hmm. Gibson acoustic. It's freaking beautiful. And mm. I was able to convince her to let me keep my Martin and my Gibson, which was <laughs> oh, I'm so happy. Nice. I don't even know where the Martin's at, actually. That's a bad problem with being in a band with bandmates. We have so many instruments together. Oh, I have guitars at other people's everywhere. houses oh, and yeah. shit and yeah. gear. And I'm just like, I'm in that world. Is it at your house right now? Or yeah. is it there? <laughs> no, I was saying that literally when we were setting up, I was like, yeah, I had to use this extension cord. Cause so-and-so accidentally <laughs> took mine thinking it was his. Accidentally, like, man. Yeah. He did it on purpose. Yeah. It's like, you know what? I'm going to start wrapping all my shit in teal duct Dude, tape. That way, you hell know, yeah. but they'll still forget. <laughs> but that's, that's the part of being a band. That's right, man. <laughs> you share everything. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so jerks. what's uh what are the future plans for uh love heist honestly man right now we're still just riding like crazy um like i said we ride every week you know sometimes it's good stuff sometimes it's just like hey at least you are at the end of it, yeah um but I, i'm not entirely sure you know like we want to get back into playing shows and stuff um you know i i hate playing bar shows and, and things mm. like that so like that was the nicest thing about COVID happening was was that i didn't feel the need to have to like reach out to like local bars and be like, hey can we play tonight just to like play yeah um so that's been nice but i know we have to start doing stuff like that again but i don't know man just just getting out there practicing playing shows again and just continue with what we do you know it's i I don't know if like there's any like right or wrong way to like continue doing mm. music, you know, like people say like, Oh, you got to be playing nonstop, you know, be Portugal, the man, you know, play, oh, yeah. you know, 300 yeah. shows out of 365 days. Um, but I don't know. I, I definitely miss shows right now, but it, this past year has been nice to like, kind of like back up and just focus on the music versus like, yeah. Oh, we need, we got to go play a show this week or, you know, yeah. It's like, that. it's like we were talking about before the show is, you know, it's just a hard check on everything. And yeah. Kind of looking at not just what you're doing, but what's the return on everything you're yeah. doing. And, you know, it's like, yeah, maybe we get together once a week and we practice and we'll write. And after a month, it's only been, you know, two songs that we're willing to yeah. really be confident about. But exactly. hey, a month ago, you didn't have that. Exactly. You know? dude. It's like you're moving the needle and you got a return on something, mm-hmm. you know, but if you're talking about your 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 little uh, job or side project that you you just you'll do every now and then yeah and then after a couple of months you're like ah oh, no one really brings it up to it. me yeah. i don't even talk about it anymore it's like well yeah because you're not working on it exactly and so i just feel like yeah you, you were given a lot of time this last year and so everybody's character got a little checked yeah or, or you know and you're like okay well, i wish i could do this and now i actually have the time to do it so Dude. i guess i need to and and transitioning from 
an established band to a new essentially band altogether yeah. that was like that was a gut check too because mm. like you know like with northern national we could release a song on like spotify and like it would and i'm not saying this like braggy it just it, yeah. it happened this way of like we'd get on a spotify playlist or something and so you automatically get streams really easily right whereas like we release ready to go and it was like it was like 500 streams and i was like damn it did we fuck up <laughs> like should we have stayed in our national and then it started growing because fans finally were like oh shit i forgot love heist is, our northern national yeah. is not love heist but that was a gut check man yeah. like whenever that happened i was like oh this hurts like yeah. dang like but at least you're at this place where like i feel like this is a good place for people to reinvent themselves or to invent themselves definitely man. because everybody's kind of at this this startup Everybody's yeah. at this new starting point again yep. where uh, it doesn't matter. Even the big boys haven't been on the circuit. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, maybe they've been interviewing with Rolling Stone and shit like yeah. that. But hey, you never did that anyway. So yeah. it's like, <laughs> just do the things you can right now and just don't worry too much. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's huge yeah. um, to, to just keep moving the needle. That's why yeah. I just keep telling myself, I'm like, just, just, just keep doing something. Just yeah. stay active put the and, positiveness out there man yeah it'll, you know it'll come like the second you start thinking like what am i doing this is like not worth it like i'm spending you know so many hours a week you know like whenever we're touring and like you're driving from like like not last year but the year before last we drove to ohio six mm. times in two oh, months wow. and like from I, here yeah from Ooh. here because we were playing like these like little festivals and then i remember driving home the last time and i was like man i've been here two times i've been here six times in two months i'm like done i'm burnt mm. out and then i caught myself i was like no dude like you're getting to go play these badass shows that like not a lot of people get to go do like mm. be thankful of it yeah you're tired yeah you put you know fifteen thousand miles on your car but you know whatever <laughs> like those are all just little blimps of like this really cool badass thing you get yeah. to do but you, you got to trade something off. Yeah. yeah. You know, sleep. That's for the, that's for the week, man. <laughs> it's for the week. I gave that up with kids, you know, <laughs> give that, give that up a long time ago, but yeah, man, just, I, I agree. I like that. What you said, like, you know, what'd you say? The needle moving the needle, moving the needle. I was yeah. going to say spin the needle. That didn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing. Just spin yeah. in the right direction. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. And well, and you're also in a very unique scenario when it comes to musicianship is a rebranding. That's, yeah. that is a unique, um, it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's awesome. It yeah. is cool. Cause you get to do things a little differently than, you know, and test things out. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it goes back to that kind of like fear a little bit, you know, of like, ah, oh, shit, like, am I doing this right? Yeah. Like, I know what worked with the other thing, but I don't want to necessarily do it that way. Right. So can I do it this way and still make it be yeah. successful? So you don't want to reinvent yourself too much. Yeah. But you kind of do. Yeah. It's a weird thing. Yeah, it is, yeah. man. Because it's like, well, speaking of which, you know, Portugal the Man did that. Oh, did they? They used to be Anatomy of a Ghost prior to that, Never which is like a, I think it's a, screamo oh you know, shit, kind really? of a hard rock band yeah okay. it's totally different and then they wanted to switch things up and john gorley the main writer he, he his dad raised him on like 60s and 70s music oh, nice. and so he's like i want to kind of you know get more in that vein that's and awesome they kind of pivoted that way but yeah and, you know I, I just think of like i don't know i don't know many like i can't i you know i listen to a lot of music i'm trying yeah. to think of like bands that rebranded like, have you ever listened to the Morning Benders? You ever heard of them? I do remember the Morning Benders. Yeah, yeah. they rebranded in like 2010 really? after okay. their second album, which was a phenomenal album. It's yeah. called uh, Big Echo. That's yeah, yeah, that's that's damn what I remember. good yeah. album. Woo! Yeah, that's a good one. That's that a random a really album that when I think of it, I'm like, 
Wasn't it like based it off of like Phil Spector's like like uh, Wall of Sound and stuff like that? Uh, uh, Brian Wilson. It was oh, okay. based off of the Beach Boys, I think. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Because, uh, yeah, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, maybe. Yeah, something like that. I don't know. But if you're a huge music person, you know Spectre, and you know yeah. that that's, that's a primo yeah. you know, approach to yeah. building your sound. Just kills people, but whatever. Yeah, you know, he'll threaten you with the gun <laughs> when you don't like what he does. But, you know, unless you're George Harrison or John yeah. Lennon, then he'll just joke with you. But, but he'll go to prison over you. He yeah, mind. <laughs> in a heartbeat, man. A True artist right released, there. released, I think. Did he? I think so. Okay. But, uh, but they rebranded after their second album, which was their best damn album, as uh, Pop Etc. They changed Pop their name to Pop Etc. I don't know if I've heard of that. And then they disappeared. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, especially from where I've kind of, you know, the pool of indie music yeah. alternative where I found them originally. They're yeah. Gone. Yeah, because I think, I think the first time I saw them was they did is a YouTube video where they had... Um, they had like a shit ton of people in a room, mm. like some like a bunch of different musicians, and they mm. were doing one of their songs mm. like that. I, from remembering correctly, and now sure I want to review that album because I would like to know more about them and just the background behind it yeah. and what ended up, you know, forcing them to, or if it was just a random yeah. thing. It's like, yeah, we're done with this. Let's try something else. Yeah, I don't know, but yeah, because I remember it happening. I remember like 2011 or whenever that happened, yeah. like looking them up on like itunes or whatever I'm like yeah. have they released anything yet no like just no. pop etc and then like listen i'm like i don't really like them and then like <laughs> yeah. a month later like reading about that that's them that's now. them like, mm. ah, now i'm one of those guys that, uh, <laughs> now you're that furious like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can be a furious <sighs> if you're just passionate enough yeah, yeah. no but they got me <laughs> <laughs> But man, no, that's a hilarious part though in that uh, Black Keys episode of Joe Rogan uh-huh. or, or Carney, because man, Carney's a trip, man. Their drummer, yeah. he's such a uh, talkative dude, man. He's a comedian. Oh, really? And, and he, uh, yeah, he talks about this, this dude. He's like, yeah, I remember, you know, showing up at a small show and he's like, yeah, there's a small crowd. And he's like, I know we're killing it. You know, I know we're doing well. And he's like, and they're still just back there, just like, you know. And he's like, and then when we fill the, the stadiums, you know, he's like, I still see those dudes. Yeah. They're still there. It's like, sitting back there so what do you want what what am i what am i supposed to be doing why are you here (laughs) yeah Yeah, that's that's always my thing like why the fuck are you here then like go somewhere else i'm here with my girl (laughs) oh gosh i had a a guy in new york we uh so we played irving plaza and finished the show and then i'm selling merch you know because you do all that shit yourself you know i can't afford anybody so i'm sitting behind the merch booth and this girl comes up and she's like way excited to meet us and she bought like a shirt and cd and stuff she's like will you sign it for me i was like yeah so she gets her boy hands her phone to her boyfriend to take a picture and it's the same thing he's like giving this like just like stank face it's like what's up man i went to shake his hand he didn't shake my hand and i was like "Uh, do you enjoy the show he goes nah i don't really like y'all and i was like Oh shit! I was like, "All right, man. You know, we're not for everybody." And he's like, "Yeah, I just don't like y'all." And I was like, "All right, yeah, you you said that." <laughs> and then he said it again as he was walking yeah. away. He's like, "I don't like you." I was like, "All right, don't like you either, yeah, asshole." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, that oh gosh, so many times shit like that's happened. Yeah. Like that, people just have to tell you they don't like you. I'm like, yeah. All right. Well, they because yeah, they gotta do their oh, ego flex. Oh, they yeah. gotta get their they gotta put their personality on it. <laughs> I at that time like I want to like be like what would like what would have made you like me like what do you listen to that could have been like oh I'm not your person yeah that's the other thing too is like so many people will appreciate music in so many different ways that that dude could like one George Strait album (laughs) and that's all he listens to 
And then when she's like, I, there's this new band I really like, like, I guess <laughs> I'll go with you. But if he doesn't cover any of George's songs, I'm not going to like it. You know, you just never know. You never know. Uh, dude, people suck. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Whoever's watching this, you don't suck. You just open your mind. <laughs> I say, yeah. say I'm probably the most closed-minded whenever it comes to that shit. <laughs> uh, who knows? But, but yeah, you can't control your audience. No, yeah. man. Yeah, and, you know, honestly, if you're making music for your audience, then it's not really yours, right? Like, yeah. Then it's theirs at that point. Yeah. So that's true. Because, yeah, we've talked about that on the show a few times is you're kind of battling or chasing your ghost at some point when oh, yeah. you're when you're playing your hits and you don't even like them. You yeah. Know, and stuff like that. It's like like uh, Radiohead, you know, Tom York hated playing Creep mm. and they didn't play it forever. And then they played it like two years ago at some show uh-huh. and everybody freaked. Uh-huh. And he was like, yeah, it's a good song. Whatever. Yeah. You know, like, damn. Yeah. Like, oh, it's crazy. Well, I mean, you know, it is a great song. We know like Jet by uh, McCartney. Yeah. Or by Wings. You know, yeah. Like, it's a nonsense song yeah. that he wrote about his horse, like just sitting in a tree one day, <laughs> threw it on the album because he liked that. Just, uh, just sitting on a tree, staring at your horse. And then on, <laughs> and then it exploded. And they're like, all right, that one. All right, let's do it. <laughs> Fuck you know. it. But yeah, yeah you never know. No. You never know. And But yeah, that's that's a hard thing to, I don't know. And when the money's coming, I guess it's still easy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But to come to terms with, you know, you're playing this thing that you just you really don't like anymore. Yeah. But then you, yeah, and then you get those artists like do you, do you listen to Ben Howard. Ben Howard, um, Ben Howard, Ben. Howard, yes. Hold on a second. UK guy. Yeah, UK. Sorry, so, I was getting him in. Uh, oh my gosh. Ben Harper. Ben Harper. That's what yeah. I was. The H's were throwing me off. Yeah, Ben yeah. Howard's amazing. He's dude. So good. His voice is ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, and his lyricism yeah. is awesome. His guitar his style. It's so unique. Yeah. Like, his voice is so unique. Yeah. Man. His oh, I love style Ben is awesome. Howard, man. Well, not, I apologize if I've told the story before, but but he's he's <laughs> I'm one, like I don't know it. Yeah. <laughs> well, he he's one of those dudes where I'm pretty sure when he tours, he plays this album. He plays oh, really? my album, the new album. You know, he doesn't go back to the first album yeah. and play "Own the Love" because I know yeah. everybody. You know, that's got sixty million listens yeah. on Spotify. Like he won't no, play it. Fuck it. Just the no. new shit. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> it's, it's at least the uh, the first few years of his touring, that's how he worked. Really. And like the, the the story I got is the first time I got to see him was at ACL, yeah. like in two thousand fourteen, <clears throat> fifteen, and he uh, he he had just released his second album, <laughs> which I don't know if you listen to that album. Probably. And I think it's, uh, uh, oh my gosh, what it's called? Um, I think it's called, I forget where we were or something like that. It's just a so. very heavy album. Look. Yeah. Like he had to, um, I, I kind of want to review it because I want to know kind of the background and get yeah. more into it. But it, it, he just goes from this more like lighthearted singer songwriter, like very charismatic to like this very like intense, oh, like haunting sound. Like it's a very yeah. intense soundscape shift. Yeah. And, uh, and again, he only tours that current album. So when we go, we're on our way to to walk up to see AC. He see him at ACL. Me and my buddy Nate are walking up, and we're both huge fans. Yeah. Um, and uh, I mean, we're just stoked. We don't care what he's gonna play. Yeah. He, he could cover again. He could play Bo Diddley for two hours, and we would be <laughs> elated. And uh, and he gets up there, and he you know he plays sitting, and he plays a different guitar for every song. He's got a specific guitar for every song. Every time he plays, you know, it's beautiful red, you know, Fender Strat yeah. with this crazy custom whatever. And he finishes the song, hands it off, and they give him another one. And he's like, all right, here we go, you know. Damn, um, but the dude plays that whole album. I don't think he plays, I, he might have played it in order. Yeah. But he plays that whole album, basically. 
none of his first album, none of the EP uh, that, prior. That's the nothing. biggest F you to everybody. Yeah. Right? But what's awesome is as we're walking up, there's this to the show before it starts, there's this group of girls in front of us and they're so loud and they're just excited. And they're yeah. just like, oh my God, Ben Howard, blah, blah, blah. I hope he plays this. I hope he does that. Oh, I love him so much, blah, blah, blah. They didn't list one song off of that depressing album. And so when the, 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 the show starts, they're in front of us because I don't push forward. Yeah, I don't do I, that. No. I get about medium range, and yeah. then once the 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 compactness gets too much, so yeah. it's like, all right, I'll ease off a little bit. Yeah. I'm not gonna be shoving to the front. I don't want a shoe, you know, in my back or yeah. uh, whatever. And you don't uh, want a mosh pit at a Ben Howard show. Yeah. <laughs> They'd probably just be like <laughs> hugging and caressing each other. Yeah, it's a lot of crying at the <laughs> front. Oh it's like God. a testimonial at church, right? But, <laughs> but but the dude starts and, and it's killer. It's a phenomenal show. Yeah. And uh, he ends, and the, the girls turn around. And <laughs> That's the, bullshit. That, he didn't play this or that. I don't know what this was. Wow. I don't like just it. Just wow. Anymore. I just don't know about him. You know, and they just <laughs> walked on. Dude. And then me and Nate were just standing there, just kind of just offended. You know? Yeah. Just, you know, just like, wow. And he's Fuck like, you. This dude just poured out his soul. And That's right. <laughs> and you're mad he didn't uh, play your favorite song. Little, the, the poppy, <laughs> poppy hit off of his first album. I mean, I can I can relate, though. There's been times where I've gone to a show and they don't play any of the stuff I oh, want to yeah. hear. And I'm like, you for dick. Sure. Yeah. So I yeah. paid forty dollars for this song. How does Coldplay not play Yellow? You yeah, know, right. Something, but yeah, but it's I'm pretty so sure fun. Chris Martin would never do that because he knows he'd probably be shot by somebody if he didn't play <laughs> Yellow. Man, I've seen him. Uh, dude, it happened at the show. We saw him, and he was playing Yellow, uh-huh. and he sung one of the verses like out of order. Oh, like yeah. he sung. You know, I forget how many parts there are yeah. to it, but he sung like you know like. The, the, the third lyric change, he did it on the first part oh, and okay. then did the first part at the end, you know. Who knows, maybe he did it on purpose because yeah. he's mixing it up. That's yeah. the other thing. I don't mind when an artist Dude. remixes one of their songs. Fucking do it. I it's forget your lyrics song. all the time. Uh, yeah. Like, it's like, I, especially ugh. now that I'm practicing to be the singer and yeah. like, you know, it's like, have a teleprompter in front of me. I don't Dude, <laughs> fucking care. I would, I would <laughs> love that. Like, Cause like literally like I'll, I'll be playing and then like, you know, you're in the song and like, you know, especially like when I'm playing guitar or piano, like I'm sitting there and I'm like, shit, what note comes next? Okay. It's, it's a B, it's a B flat. It's this. And then like, then I like, I'm like, shit, what are the lyrics right now? Oh crap. And I'll forget it. Yeah. And then I just look at an idiot, especially to anybody who knows the yeah, song. It's a song. Yeah. It's like after that's my favorite afterwards, they'll come up to you and be like, I know you sing that song wrong. And I'm just yes. like, Yes. Okay. <laughs> That's like a, such a shame, like a slap in my face. Like, I know it's you like, do. It's like, you know, I made that song. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, trust me. I know I fucked up. <laughs> but yeah, that's what happened at that Coldplay concert. That as soon crazy. as he sang that third verse in the first place, the one of the people next to is like, that, that's not how it, <laughs> that's not how it went. And like, well, that's Self how it goes hero, today. That's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I know your music more than you. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, you're just the one that created it 20 years ago. Yeah. And I'm just, you know, just now hearing it. You know, just, yeah. Dude, people it's, suck. It's an interesting, like, realm of entitlement that people step into oh, sometimes dude. when it comes to music. Well, it's because they invest, right? Right. You know, like, you invest so much of your heart into a specific song that, yeah. like, now I'm the same... Obviously, I was pissed at Ray LaMontagne for doing Supernova, right? Like, for Christ's sakes, like, I'm the, you know, we're all the same way. Like, you put so much heart and time of, like, yeah. you're listening into it that oh, you yeah. have, like, this, like, weird, I don't know, you feel like you know that person, essentially, oh, right? Oh, yeah. Because it, like, it, 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 it'll become, like, 
I don't know. I like to talk about this because like that first week, that the hype week when yeah. you first hear the song, it becomes like an anthem, you know. Yeah, you got to repeat it all day long. Yeah, and then yeah. once you've got it, you know, you move on to your next thing, but you'll still check in on it, you know. Oh, yeah. And then it becomes an anthem for that time or that mm-hmm. feeling, you know. It's like uh, you can pinpoint it. Yeah, like you know when to use it. Yeah, you know it becomes it becomes medicinal at a certain point. Dude. You know when to trigger it. Second chances by Gregory Allen Isakoff. Mm. So I have it tatted right here. Oh yeah, you do. Because I love the song, but my babies all went to bed to that song. Mm. Whenever my dad was dying, I was sitting on the bed, like listening to the song. Like mm. that song is like ingrained that like it never gets old. Mm. Like I can listen to it literally 50 times over. And it's just like, it's that song that like you put on whenever, you know, you want to like feel something, yeah. you know, you're just like, I'm going to put this shit on right now. And yeah. Just be happy with it. Yeah. Oh, but then once you practice using yeah. it then it becomes a part of you yep. and it becomes a part of your like self expectation. Yeah. And then whenever you invite the original artist yeah. <laughs> back into your world and then you introduce your own expectation and they just, what is that? A synthesizer? You know, <laughs> why are they remixing the last verse? You know, dude. you know, or it's like going to an incubus concert and be like, offended. why is the DJ freestyling at the end? It's like, because he barely gets to do anything. There's a little scratch scratch every now and then. Now let him do his own little Let remix. him have fun, man. Yeah. Get over it. It's like, who are you? It's like, you do realize you paid for them to do something. Exactly. You know, it's just, I don't know. It's like, just, like, do you want it to just be the same old thing you see every time? Or do you want something a little spicy? Yeah. Something a little different? Now, if they do it terribly, like yeah, apparently true. Ray did, yeah, well, <laughs> then that's God. another conversation. But yeah, I'm sure he probably played it beautifully at a show, but he ain't getting my money for it. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Whoever's watching us, support your artist all the time. Yes. Well, and that's another <laughs> big thing is is I, I bring this up a lot because I think about this when I'm when I buy a t-shirt, yeah. merch, even freaking keychain, yeah. Uh, Button stream stickers. it, whatever. Yeah. yeah, it's like it's it's going to them. You know, yeah. it's like when I got my stimulus, it's like I still had my job. Yeah. You know, I was in a decent spot. We were doing okay. I was like, so was the first thing I thought about is like, man, it's like all these people that have now been limited and yeah. their 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 jobs totally frozen for a good year. Yeah, it's like so I invested in like the small medium artists that That's I've been following. Awesome, like, I'm not gonna buy the Rolling Stones' newest album yeah. on gold the tar- vinyl target has them good to go with yeah. their shirts there, it's like they're so. fine they are fine and they sell their vinyl at target yeah. so i'd say you know what they're great they're better than fine you hear that mcjagger screw you <laughs> it's like but they you know it's like uh but small medium people you know it's like uh i got a lot, i bought a lot of vinyl yeah and, and a couple of t-shirts like i bought like uh this band holy hive um they're really good brand new nice. super brand new kind of a folky okay folky uh, i love it then i love sound. folk they're really good. And they're with a new label, too, awesome. out of New York called Big Crown. Um, I know I'm Big talking Crown, to yeah. them um, to try and get rights to use their music oh, awesome, in, a, in a review. Because I want to review um, their album. It's called uh, Float Back to You. What it's are they the called album. again? Holy Hive. I'm going to add them to my list right now. Yeah, they're really good. Holy Hive. I think, you, I think you'd be really impressed with his voice. It's like H-I-G-H? A, yep. Or Hive. Oh, Hive. Sorry. Holy yes, Hive. No, Hive. Got you. Hive. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to listen to them. But yeah, they're really good. Um, so I bought a few of their stuff. Um, nice, Washed Out's new album. I don't know, just some random local yeah, stuff too. But yeah, it's just, I don't know, because that's I mean, how I think. It, yeah, I, it's important, you know? Yeah. Like, if nobody's buying anything, if nobody's listening to anything, then like, yeah, like you're making the music for yourself, but you yeah. also want it to be heard, you know? Yeah. And, if, and if people are just like, eh, I mean, it's different if you suck, I guess. Yes. <laughs> but, but like, Big if time. you it's like if you have something, you know, that's good, and no one's 
really showing the support. Yeah, it sucks. You feel like, uh, why am I doing this? You know, like you, I have a hundred people telling me I'm great. But then I have like three guys who are like, you suck. I don't like you. And you're like, damn it. Maybe I do suck. Well, that's the other thing of this social media it's anomaly. The worst, man. Is is oh. you don't just get the audience. You a lot of times you get a vocal minority. Yeah. You know, and a and a because uh, some of your the people that appreciate you the most might be a passive, yeah. you know, appreciator. You know, oh, it's like they like one song and they'll only listen to it maybe on YouTube. They'll we'll never get, go into Spotify. We'll get random DMs on like Instagram and stuff like that. And like, I'm horrible at social media. Like I'm the worst human being when it comes to social media. And, uh, but we'll get like these random uh, messages that are like in our like private message or like the ones that don't get sent to like the general or uh, whatever okay. on Instagram. Uh huh. And so I won't see him for like four or five months. And like, we've had some before where like someone will message us and be like, hey, this song like helped me through a really, really, really tough time. And I just wanted oh, to let wow. you know. And then like, of course, like a year later, I'm like, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel like a dick at that point, but it's really cool because yeah. it is that minority person who's just like, not, you know, they're very passive. They don't put themselves out to like really you know, them doing that, messaging you and telling you it was huge for them. Yeah. You know, and or, I'm just the dickhead who didn't respond <laughs> for a year. <laughs> well, but that's all a part of like scaling up and managing yeah. that kind of stuff. Because even if you got bigger and you had someone that constantly runs your social yeah. media stuff and passes along notes like that, it's like you might be big enough to that point where you're like, oh, that's nice. Yeah. You know, it's just like I just don't have the time to like go back and yeah. forth with you. You know, it's like it's yeah. just you're at a different level and it's weird because like. Yeah, I've had those moments, like random moments of inspiration. It's like, wow, it's like this album. It's like, I, I didn't even realize like how important this was to me. It's like, yeah. I really want to message the artists and just yeah. kind of realize like, huh, but they're massive. Like, yeah. well, you know, it's just, I don't know. But it's a weird, like, I don't know, mindscape to go through because you're through social media. You can see all through all the windows. You can yeah. see everybody and what they're doing all the time. But then like, yeah, they might have a thousand messages in their inbox. Oh, and yeah. You never know what's going to happen. Dude. Or this might be the one time they check it, you know, yep. or it's like for me, for the show, it's like, yeah, like I, I've reached out to a bunch of small to medium bands to either be on the show. Let me use their music because yeah. I really love their music and would love to promote it and talk about it. Um, but the um, sometimes it's a cold, cold. No, it's cold yep. rejection because it's just there is no response. It, yeah. They didn't, maybe never even saw it, you yeah. know? And so it's up to me to keep swinging. Yeah. Keep, keep going at Dude, it. Dude, persistence is key. You know, like, like there's, there's times like where people have reached out that we may have seen something or we may not have seen something and, you know, they'll hit me up like continuously and like, you know, all, especially like with bands and stuff, like your contact info is everywhere. Right. You know, it's like, there's this guy out of uh, LA who wanted to do a write up on ready to go. Mm. And he had messages on Instagram. I didn't see it. And then he, messaged me or emailed me and I had seen it, but I was like, oh, I'll get back to him. The dude somehow found my number oh, wow. and it texted me and it was like, Hey, I've sent you a message. I sent you an email. I really want to review. And I was like, Oh shit. Yeah, dude, I'm so sorry. I just totally spaced out. I meant to message you back, you know? Yeah. But I mean, dude was persistent and like, and he did an awesome write up. You nice. know, it was a, one of the best reviews we've had. And so, you know, persistence is key. Yeah. You know, like big time. If you really want somebody to hear it, like, reach yeah. out yeah well and that's kind of the well it's not even rust because i don't have rust <laughs> with this yet <laughs> but it's kind of the 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 oil i need i'm yeah. keeping on my gears of thinking about this and promoting it and reaching yeah. out to these people is it's like they you know it's like i need initiative i need to 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 push and just keep asking because yeah. the other thing too is it's a lot of these people have probably been doing it for a lot 
long time. Yeah. They've dealt with a lot of people much bigger than me. Yeah. It's like, so if anything, if I'm going to stand out as the little guy, as the new, probably, you know, newest name on the circuit yeah. uh, for music promotion or whatever, it's like, I, I have to be consistent. I have mm-hmm. to be borderline annoying because yeah. <laughs> that's all those that's effective say, I don't think it's have, annoying though, right? Like, I, I think it becomes annoying if you harass you know what I mean? Yeah. Like harassing in the sense of like where they say no. And yeah. You just you're keep like, asking. Hey, hey, fucking do it. Come on, do it, do it, do it. Yeah. But like, no, I think persistence, man, like it, especially like starting out, like doing stuff like this, like hitting everybody up and just continuing to hit them up is, is key. You know, yeah. and that's for musicians and other you know artists and stuff like don't take no for an answer. Yeah. Like you can respect it. Right. But like, don't let that stop you. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm an outside sales rep yeah, for oh, that sign dude. company. Yeah, so, so you I'm know, <laughs> you know yeah. that all the time. We don't want your work. <laughs> yeah. Like, thanks. <laughs> thanks. Yeah, okay. Just, you know, fuck no me. Worries. Yeah. No, nah, dude. Like, I think that's why a lot of artists and stuff give up is because they've been told no so many times. Yeah. You know, like. Or they had some golden child expectation of just yeah. walking into it. Yeah. Like, their like, shit doesn't stink. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, the best. It's like, oh, I, I, I have my first meeting. With yeah. these new bandmates, and as soon as I walk in that room, we're yeah. gonna we're gonna be the new Beatles. Hell yeah! So even the Beatles didn't know what the hell they were for years. <laughs> <laughs> they covered songs for two years. They hell didn't know yeah, what they were. That's all right. John no, had a, a six-string guitar with five strings on it for two years. He didn't even know. You know, like, <laughs> he didn't even know. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, when he first met George, he didn't realize that it was completely out of tune for a while. For a oh while. my god. But they were like sixteen. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> and this was you make cool late fifties. So <laughs> sure, you can just jump on uh, <laughs> hey, guitar ultimate tuner. guitar. Yeah, <laughs> guitartuner.com. Just Have like, it on your phone. Yeah. That's an interesting. I mean, I bring that up a lot just because my. My favorite era of music is the 60s and 70s. Yeah. And just thinking of the parallel or the, the comparisons of like the journey now yeah. to compared to then. And I don't know, just like, I don't know. You know, I read a lot and watch a lot of doc, docs and stuff. And it's interesting sometimes coming across a random recount of a story like, oh, I remember 64 when we thought this, we'd come up with something, but it just sounds so typical. It sounds yeah. so, you know, unrevolutionary. And then someone told us about a, you know, a minor b7 you know yeah. or some random note he's like but we didn't know what that was we didn't know what that was but we wanted to find it because someone told us it was exotic yeah like, so we went across town to this music teacher <laughs> who said that he could teach us and then Damn. he taught us you know it's just like yeah you couldn't just like yeah what's a what b7 what's diminished to the blah 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 yeah like, oh, it's shit. a perfect yeah you know? <laughs> it's like yeah working with steven kenner that's where i learned a ton of stuff because mm. he was like hey i'm gonna do blah 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 and i'm like what the f- what is that <laughs> Sounds cool. I don't know how to play that. My hand doesn't go in that position, but sure, yeah. I'm down. <laughs> yeah, those are always the musicians that impress the hell out oh, of me. Yeah. Ridiculous. Just, Their brains just think on a different wavelength yeah. than everybody, man. Yeah. Well, that's I respect well, the hell out of it. Not to get on a Beatles tangent, but that's why, like, you know, Harrison's one of my, my favorite yeah. of all of them, because that's what he was at the beginning. He was the only one that was music had music theory oh, really? teaching. Yeah. yeah. So he was the one that taught him a lot of the scales and because they knew how to cover certain songs because yeah. they were taught them by other people and just yeah. by ear messing around for hours yeah, and hours coming. Yeah. yeah, but he was he was the beginning of them making their own stuff. That's awesome. Man. I didn't that's know why, that. Yeah, that's why it's kind of kind of a sad thing when you know he was only given a quota of like one to two songs per album. And, oh damn! And like, have you ever listened to All Things Must Pass? His uh-uh. first solo album. Oh, uh-uh. Man, you need to listen awesome. to that. I, Anybody that hasn't heard that album, I always suggest that. Okay. Firmly. Yeah, I'll check it out. <laughs> firmly. Because <laughs> it's 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 impeccable. It's the first ever three LP album. Uh-huh. 
so it's got like 30 tracks on it it's oh, like damn. One of, at the time it was like the longest album like ever and most of it was songs that he had generated and set on for years of working with the, with the beatles, beatles and, really yeah and some of them they he were they, he made up after just songs kind of poking at them you know really? one, one of the songs it's one of my favorite on the album it's called run of the mill okay. because john called one of his songs this is a run of the mill track oh, damn. and so he went and he made one of his most complex like compositions on all things that's must pass awesome. run of the mill just so because it has like all these like you know crazy uh horns and and just, just like, says like a f you to him yeah yeah <laughs> and then he has another song called isn't it a pity that's to the to the tempo and it even has the backing vocals from hey jude oh really and it's a it's a jab at uh, mccartney that is awesome and uh and then the other songs are just you know ones that he's been sitting on that is um, awesome but it's an awesome album um and then the the title track all things must pass um, he wrote while with the Beatles, like mm -hmm. in their last years together, but he never felt like it it fit. Paul liked it and they yeah. worked on it, but he never presented it again for uh, a final really? pass. And then uh, when he was working on All Things Must Pass, his mother passed away. Oh, damn. And he had a divorce and the Beatles split up. Jeez. You know? And uh, so that's when he started working Trifecta. on the album. And then he perfected All Things Must Pass during that's that awesome, and made it the title track. And that's an awesome album. Yeah, I'm going to have to check that out. Oh, sure. it's, it's phenomenal. Was, yeah. It, Dude. I just I, I'm amazed by like stories like that, right? Like mm. where like you like I didn't know any of that shit. Mm. Like never probably would have until until that I so please do more reviews so I can listen to more. Because <laughs> yeah, I I don't know ninety percent of the stuff about like most people's songs, you know, like mm. if I listen to a song that's pretty much like the value I get to it. Like mm. I'm just like, Oh, it's a great song, I like it. Yeah. And then I just unless it like really 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 connects and then i'm stuck with it you know mm. like it becomes kind of like an anthem for me in certain right. regards but it's that's so rare to me now like for me personally like to like find a song or like an artist that like i'm just so like ready to deep dive I, yeah like yeah. i have to like and I, it's probably just where i'm at in life you know mm. like, yeah well it's also interesting how everybody treats music you know some yeah. people I just want, I'll just throw the radio on the background. Don't even care. Yeah. Um, you know, or it's like, I'm a singles person. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'm a top 40. Yeah. That's all I got, you know, but like me, like growing up, you know, cause like both my parents were preachers. So it's like, yeah. till I was about like 12, most of the music was like KL2Y. Oh it. yeah. And then, uh, but in the Beatles, like yeah. early sixties Beatles, none yeah, of the, the psychedelic Beatles, but, uh, <laughs> cause that's Satan. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Talking through the radio. Um, but, but, uh, and so when I, I'm trying to think of like the first people that my dad, cause it was my dad who showed yeah. me more music and it was like CCR and oh, David okay. Bowie and, uh, Queen yeah. And, and yeah. And then the late sixties Beatles. Yeah. And, uh, and then, uh, when I started getting him into more music and, and, you know, hanging around, you know, like Joanna, he goes, yeah, yeah Joanna's like five, she's basically five years older than me. Yeah. Um, so, you know, when I was like 12 getting into secular music for like the first time, you know, she was 17. So she, you know, yeah. she had like, she had her, her bands that she liked to tell, you know, so yeah. that's where I Coldplay and the shins and, uh, just, yeah. Other oh, yeah. Good we people were, from that. yeah, we were all like all up in that dude. <laughs> yeah. Cause I mean, I hung out with her and, and Maggie and all them like nonstop. Yeah. So that's what, yeah. Always music was on always yeah. like, yeah. And so it's like, I, and so that was kind of the beginnings oh no 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 i need to back this up because um i did a, a album review of the white album oh, okay yeah and uh, i started with that one because that was actually my first album oh really the first album that like my dad he they re-released them like in 2008 yeah. or whatever on cd and that was the only one he bought was the white album mm -hmm. one and it was a kind of a random time like i 
we weren't spending a lot of money. We we're kind of care. And then he bought this Beatles album. So oh, I was like, damn. why'd you buy the CD? Like this nice CD yeah. thing. And, uh, and he's like, it's a great album. And now it's kind of like, it's a 12 year old. It's kind of yeah. like, what songs are on? He's like, well, you know, Blackbird off of it. Yeah. And he's like, but I think that might be it. I was like, what do you mean that's it? He's like, there's all these songs listening. You're saying I've never heard any of these. <laughs> and he's like, I don't think so. It's naive, you know, yeah. the young ego. I was just like, but I've, I thought I've heard it all. I've, I've heard a lot. So yeah. I thought I've heard everything, you know? Shit. And then, and then and the Beatles, we listened to the billion. White Album, especially the White Album, because it's so experimental. It's yeah. the most variety they've ever pumped out. And, and it was just crazy to me. Like yeah. it, it was mind blowing. And, and, and that got me more obsessed with this concept of an album of a, of a full creation, not yeah. just like one song. That's a cool song. That's a yeah. cool song. That's a cool song. But like a, a thought process now, in retrospect, I realized that that was the most chaotic of their albums that they actually, <laughs> they did work together well, but they were no ways they the same meshing. type. Yes. Yeah. They weren't, they were clashing, but putting the work in, they weren't, you know, a cohesive yeah. bond the whole time. But that was my first experience. And then with Coldplay and the shins and some of those other al artists, I, that was my first swings at, you know, like X and Y. I think that was my, another yeah. one of my first great full, record. Yeah. Great album. Yeah. And that was another one of my first full albums. I was like, man, through and through. I thought that was a great piece of work. Hell yeah. And so I started to build up that need for not just a good single and it better be backed up. Yeah, by, by an amazing record. Good, yeah, by a good piece of work. Yeah. Cause then I just feel like you might be phoning it in or you mm -hmm. might have just let, you know, just turn turn it down off of eleven and went down to four yeah. for a little like, bit. Give give them the best and then we'll just Yeah, because that's that's kind of the old bag. Other shit in there. kinda <laughs> the old that's kind of the old deal, you yeah. know, especially back in the day when it was all tape and it was a lot of effort, a lot of time. We had all, like the concept albums and stuff, you know, back like like in like the 60s, 70s, 80s. Like you had all these albums that like they like had a story to them. Yeah. Right. Like it, it was like you had to listen to each song in order to get like the premise of like the entire record. Yeah. Whereas like now singles are such a thing that like most artists, whenever they compile a 10 song record after they've already released like five singles, if you listen to it consecutively like all the way through it's like this doesn't really make sense together yeah like this song's about like suicide this one's about partying this one's about shitting on a wall like you know like there none of them make sense together anymore yeah. and i mean i fall i fall into that well it's like we were so just talking much. about it's that modern approach to oh, yeah. tracking your music success yeah and you pump out a variety and you see what plays yeah and you're literally watching the numbers yeah. you know you're not waiting for your, your guy time. to call you and be like hey you got <laughs> You know, the numbers are rising, you know, it's like, no, you just pull it up, I you log in. Picture the guy with like a cigarette, like, yeah. hey, man, you, you, you're popping off right now. <laughs> Do more of that disco shit. It's great. <laughs> but 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 seriously, because that's got it's got to change how people are approaching things. Yeah. But you got those people that still have conceptual ideas. And and now there are other alternatives, like the one interesting, unique example that's conceptual, but also unrelated and yeah. weird is like Portugal and Man's last album, Woodstock. Mm -hmm. They purposely curated that album to sound like a music festival. Oh, okay. So I call it Woodstock. So it's got, each song is almost a different genre, a different really? style. That's and they cool. did it purposely. Yeah. You know, they say that. Yeah. <laughs> I, as a huge fan, I love them. They're great. I, I bet I, they did. I bet they probably. I think they were sitting on a bunch <laughs> of stuff and we're like, this is a cool like, idea. We did this, yeah. so, you know, whatever. <laughs> but, you know, but, but stuff like, you know, uh, what's going on or, by Marvin Gaye or, yeah. um, I mean, obviously like Sergeant Pepper or, yeah. or Dark Side of the Moon. I mean, there's just like so much thought. There's just a, there's a, there's a linear theme oh, you yeah. know, that keeps everything tied together. Um, 
it's just so impressive. Oh, yeah, I mean, that, dude. that, I mean, like most of the albums I review, they're not, well, like we did Ziggy Stardust. Okay. It's a huge concept yeah. album, you know, but that's a unique album too, because it, it morphed into a concept album. It yeah. was in no way that, and then they morphed started to build this it. character and this aesthetic and we're like, well, let's just run with Which it. Which became like the biggest like Hit. character yeah. that like persona anybody ever like had. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like people are still dressing up like that. Yeah. Like for Halloween and shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, but like it's impressive and yeah. and it and it's a certain awareness you know and and tact in handling your ability and your um and where you want yourself to go yeah. you know it's like where and, and what you think's worthwhile you know yeah. even even if you've rewritten eight songs and they're nowhere related but you want a concept album because this is what he did yeah i mean that's what he did he made all they made these songs they weren't completely related but then they started to build this idea, so they yeah. revisited it and then tailored them into this, you know, different curation creation of mm-hmm. you know of an experience instead. Yeah. And I don't know. I mean, that's. I just find that utterly impressive, but it keeps me plugged in, like yeah. big time. Hell yeah. Plugged in to to what they've created as their image, as their because I, because you know I went to school for branding and, and marketing and in my job is branding and marketing. Yeah. So when someone can really hone in on that yeah. and really master what they are and they're it's really projecting, Oh yeah, it's, it's, but it's, it's, I'm, you know, I'm particular, you know, there's just a lot of stuff that's gotta, you gotta really round Fall off your aesthetics, place. you know, yeah. you know, cause if you're loose about it, okay. If yeah. it's good, it's good. Yeah. Nothing, nothing bad. But if you can round off everything, you know, to, to have the same, color theme and and mm-hmm. to you know it's like i i don't know you know but to, to keep it real like the like the black keys their last album let's rock uh-huh. you know it's like everything was like grainy like mm-hmm. old school it was pink and, and black and then all the songs were supposed to be like kind of a tribute to classic rock oh, and so okay. all the songs kind of have that either like a uh classic rock kind of yeah. sound or a nashville they're rock giving you the sound. whole experience versus just like here's the music yeah we're giving you like the visual representation as well yeah. the aesthetic yeah yeah and then they, and they're doing it again they're 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 releasing an album i think in may oh, the nice. black keys and it's going to be all covers and it's oh, all damn. blues covers like all delta blues oh, songs that 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 they grew up on or that That's dan awesome. really loved um and uh, it's kind of same thing. The album artwork's like a grungy old oh, nice. uh, gas station, and the, all the the merch and stuff just like worn out, kind of yeah. logos and stuff That's like awesome. that. But it's like you know what you're looking for. And, you know, Lord Huron. You know, it's like yeah. you, you know what the what to do. You know what you get. Yeah, because like you listen to like their first album or or Vidnor or or, or um, damn it, what's their second album? Their second album is phenomenal. It's yeah. like World Ender and uh, Meet Me in the Woods and Fool for Love and like Fool for Love, so good. yeah. And it's like that, those those are albums. Like I, I, I would say all three of them are like mildly conceptual, or, or they, oh, they yeah. are for sure. And 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 it's yeah, I don't know. It just wields that same you know feeling throughout yeah. the whole album. I don't know. That's because I'm an album guy. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I I love to listen to a full album, and I love to to not judge it but see see try try and see through what i think they saw yeah you know like what why, why analyze it yeah why 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 put that song at the end you know yeah. i know some artists they'll put the weakest track at the end it just is what it yeah. is i don't like it so we'll put it at the end yeah but you have people like i don't know like donald glover or or other people where i've noticed they sometimes they put some of their heavy hitters at, at the, the end, end because they it's all concept yeah you know because like uh uh like because the internet childish uh-huh. gambino full concept album yeah 
full on through yeah. and through. The vinyl comes with a screenplay, you know, it's like, it's <laughs> oh, that, it does? yeah, That's it's, it's that thought out. That's awesome. And, uh, um, amazing fact, musician. Oh yeah. Way. Well, in fact, camp, the album before that yeah. also came with a screenplay and that was oh, like, damn. A, yeah. okay. Cause I mean, that's what he was. He, he yeah. wrote, you know, before he did that. But, uh, but like, because the internet, it's like, that's a really strong album. Yeah. But the, the, the last song, um, life, the biggest troll, it's like the longest track on the album. But it's like the most serious. It's the most complex. It's got yeah. the most, you know, changes and shifts in it, and and uh, it's just so dynamic and interesting. Damn, and it and it hits you at the end with a serious, intense note that's you know just like crazy. Yeah. And it, you know, and it makes me feel like you know a day in the life. You know, listening to Sergeant Pepper, and be like, oh yeah, you know, when when I'm 64, that's nice. And, <laughs> you know, and then within you, without you, made me you know think about a lot of things and all that stuff. And then it wraps up with yeah. uh, with he plays uh, that. Um, that re revamp or that um, reprise of Sergeant yeah. Pepper, and yeah. then it fades into a day in the life or whatever. I th think it's that way. Maybe it's good morning, good morning, and then a day in the life. But anyways, it ends with that serious song, that yeah. hard hitting, you know, shift. But it's just, you know, with purpose. You know, yeah. it ends in a, with a great grand exactly. ending. You know, and it's the same thing. You know, with that album, and I just, you know, I I, I really like to think about that. How yeah, how they yeah. curate it. You know, is it was that important to them or was yeah. it was it not? Because I don't know. Sometimes you can pick up on it. Sometimes they're blunt about it. You know, I, I would say ninety nine percent of the time it is like curated that way, right? Yeah. Like, I I would be very surprised if like something like that wasn't specifically curated to like yeah. you know such as someone as yourself who is like critical and not critical. I guess critical and like analytical of it. Observant. Yeah, observant. Yeah. There you go. Like yeah, I don't that's, want to sound like a judgy. Hey, you can be judgy, judging man. Judge the shit out of you. Judge the shit out of you. <laughs> Coming for you, Beatles. <laughs> Freaking dicks. You're all like practically dead, anyways. But no, yeah, dude. I, I think it's all curated the way that it should be. And I don't know. It's it is interesting, like making music in this day and age, like wanting to do that, but then letting the intimidation of like immediacy and like of mm. like single mindset sway how you write stuff and yeah. sway how you go about you know putting out music now because you you feel like you have to fall within the same norms that everybody else yeah. is doing you know? well there's also new uh music industry norms where yes in the 60s and 70s uh you were kind of expected to pump an album out every yeah. six months to a year like that yep. That was in your contract. How they made that like, money, man. Yeah, and that's why that habit built up. That you get a really good single, and then the other eight tracks are just kind of like, hey, yeah. maybe they're good. Hey, maybe they're not. Who knows? Yeah. But we met our contract. We did what we were yeah. supposed to do. <laughs> but in nowadays, you have someone. I mean, I mean, I think like the Black Keys took like four years, four yeah. years between Break Let's Rock it. and Fever or whatever. It's like, yeah, you can take multiple years. And I think now. a lot of that attributes to like the licensing and placement stuff that happens now, you know, like because mm. there's so many shows, there's so many movies, there's so many commercials, things like that, that like that, like, you know, there's songs like uh, fucking AWOL Nation. Sell. Mm. Okay. that song is still everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. I mean, that's what it's like 10 years now, isn't it? Close to. Yeah. Like, it's it's yeah. a long yeah, ass time years. that that yeah. song is still being used everywhere yeah i mean which i get it it's so like it's just got like this like great thing to it but you know they can do that so their label can justify it yeah. and they're like oh okay you know spend two years working on something you know we got this money coming in we're good yeah you know, like now they're like oh god it drives me crazy but now like they're like 
What's your TikTok following like? Oh. What's your Instagram following See, like? Dude, What's this you need like? To, you need to watch that Black Keys episode on Joe Rogan. Oh, they, they hit he, on that? He, he, particularly Carney. Oh, he gets really? like offended. He's like, I hate modern labels. Yeah. And how, like, he, he, he worked on like some album, like with him and another artist he knew. He gave it to Warner Brothers because he, he like was due an album within like a two year period or something. Yeah. He gives it to him early and they just throw it in the vault. And they're like, and I don't think we'll release it because there's just not a big enough following. And I don't know. We didn't really like it. And just kind of. All right. And he's like, what? All right. And so then he goes on this rant. And he's like, because they're too obsessed and concerned about investing in these kids with, you know, half a million followers who oh, just yeah. make jokes and, and they're mildly in the music. And yeah. He's like, but they think that they, it gives them a running start. And he's Dude. like, and maybe they will. He's like, but how does their creativity pan out? What yeah. you know, have they bust? Have they put in any work? Have they put yeah. in the time and, and, and shown, you know, that they're willing to, to, to sweat and bleed for this thing. It's like, well, now they just, they have a running start. Yeah. That's literally what yeah, it is. They, they popped off on Instagram or on TikTok or, you know, yeah. Twitter. And now they have a built in 500,000 followers. So that's yeah. easy as shit. Right. Or one like, of those, like, I'm sure that's just a new thing is particularly with TikTok is, is your song. Yeah. A, a meme. Yeah. Is your song a running Dude. gag? Do people play your song when you're about to it's do something stupid? It's so <laughs> aggravating. It's so aggravating, man. Like it's just it drives me crazy. Yeah. I can't I can't stand it. But I know also you have to play into it in yeah. some in some aspect, you yeah, know. Exposure's exposure. Yeah. Yeah. But it definitely infuriates, especially like whenever you've been doing it. I've been doing music for sixteen years mm. now, you know, so like you know, whenever like you put in so much time, effort, energy and passion and love into it and, you know, money and heartache, all, you know, all the emotions over 16 years. And then you see like a 12 year old who blows up on TikTok because their song got used on like a duck walking across the street. You're like, yeah. I want to burn the building down. <laughs> like I'm so or, dead inside. Or, or uh, <clears throat> I don't know if my wife will be able to hear me say this, but because she knows I hate this cover. There's, you know, that song Home by yeah. uh, Edward oh, Sharp. Oh, yeah. The guy, you know, there's they, like, that blew up cover. On TikTok. I hate that cover. He, he sounds horrible. It sounds terrible. He sounds horrible. It sounds like, it sounds like Edward Sharp was given a helium balloon and an out of tune <laughs> piano. Like, oh, it's terrible. Like, I. Dude, have you seen the video where he plays it on TikTok to like show people how he, how he did it? No. It's awful. You should look it up. Oh, okay. It is That's awful. Great. I'll look like, it up. Cause I was like, ah, oh, maybe, maybe he'll play it better. So then I watched it and I was like, oh, <laughs> dude, you're so bad. Like, you're so bad. I, I remember the first time she played a song or like showed me a TikTok video with that song with yeah. it. I couldn't even pay attention to the video because <laughs> I could, I read the I read the the track name and yeah. obviously you can hear the I was like is that home yeah and then he starts doing that weird vibrato or also thing he does <laughs> like oh I don't like it and then now it just hasn't gone away that was months ago that she yeah. showed me that and now it's like on every wholesome it's everywhere. TikTok <laughs> everywhere <laughs> everywhere dude speaking of Edward Sharp. And the mm -hmm. Magnetic Zeros. Have you ever seen them live? Yes. Holy that shit. That was a trip. That was, it was a literal trip. I think all of them were on acid <laughs> while they were playing. Did you see them at a festival? Or no, at, I uh... saw them here at, oh, um, that's cool. I saw them at the the little venue that's above Palladium. Oh yeah, the ballroom? Yeah, I saw them there. Nice. Dude, it was oh, nuts. that's a small Dude, one Dude, like too. the floor felt like it was like. Oh, you're literally right there. Yeah, it felt like it was like caving in. Because like they came out in the audience oh. and were like dancing with you and shit. It was, that was a that's fun cool. show, man. Yeah, we saw him at ACL. No, no. We saw him at Bonnaroo. Oh, shit. And he, 
They show up late, naturally. Oh, yeah. He shows up even later. Oh my god. So like gosh. the band walks out and they're all kind of like, hey, hey, and like all excited and like got tambourines out and whatever. And then old old Ed walks walks out of the back and he's wearing you know an all white Jesus. all white garb, yeah, yeah, looking like Jesus with his long hair and everything. <laughs> but then he walks out and then as he gets out a little further, he realizes that there's this giant red stain on the front of his shirt. So and he's like all like you know, oh my god, wonky. I was like, homeboy just you know chugged a <laughs> glass of wine or tried maybe even tried to chug a, bottle, a bottle and got half of it on the shirt. And he was just shit faced. Yeah. And oh he just my god. I mean, he's in it. Yeah. He's all in it. You know, you could tell this is just a Dude. day in the life. Uh, and uh, and he, I mean, they do a great show. But I mean, he was so out of it because at one point he, yeah, he like kind of walks out into the front row because yeah, yeah. They, they're not allowed to kind of go into the yeah. crowd. So he's kind of like halfway in. He's like touching people and talking, <laughs> and and then someone hands him a flower, and uh, like a like a white rose or yeah. something. And he walks back, and, and and they're just playing music. The dude's not even singing anymore, and he's just standing there, and he's like, wow, so, oh it's so beautiful. Gosh, and then he realizes it's plastic, and he's like, oh. Well, anyway, so he's like drops oh it and keeps singing. <laughs> but it was just such a like it was just such a trip because the dude is just yeah he's just vibing dude. and just doing his thing. Yeah, they they were <laughs> they were a trip, man. He definitely was similar to that. Like you could tell he was on something. Yeah, and just feeling himself, man. You know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did he just throw him? <laughs> well, it definitely wasn't surprising, you know. No, but, hell no. But yeah, not at all. <laughs> but I hate that cover. <laughs> Dude, it's not good. It really isn't. I'm I'm glad I have a musician oh, in the no. corner telling yeah. me this. Yeah. No, it was not good. Thank you. He <laughs> Whenever cuz my wife will <sighs> listen to this show. I know when she listens to it, she's she'll laugh about this. <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> it's really bad. <laughs> <laughs> it was though, man. Oh. God. Well, man, we're almost two hours in. Oh, damn. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Does not feel like it, man. Good talks. Yeah, man. It goes, goes by and you don't go, don't worry about time, man. I like it. Must have been good. That's good. It was good, man. I had a good time. Good that. Seriously, it's been great catching up with you and just, you know. Yeah, man. Well, we need to have you back. Maybe we can break through yeah. an album. Yeah, man. I'd love to do that. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Love anything else you want to bring up? Any shows or anything? Um, or? No shows. Uh, we'll be releasing another single. Um, hopefully soon. It was supposed to come out a few weeks ago, but shit happened. So, yeah. Um, yeah, we have another single coming out probably in the next few weeks. So cool. That we'll be we'll be releasing singles. Um, trying to do every six weeks for the end of the year. Okay. Um, and we might by the end of the year release an EP. Nice with like the singles as well so nice let's see i don't know we haven't really figured that out yet cool. just kind of flying by seat of our pants man just trying to figure it out but yeah, yeah. well hey you know. got a good start man i like those two singles Thanks so, so far. much man i really do appreciate that yeah absolutely oh yeah yeah well i'm trying to do the same man I'm trying to get an ep out by the end of this year hey there you go dude hell let's yeah see. get let's it just happens. just do it yeah just well that's because that's you know we talked about different trajectories and jumping off points yeah. and how to handle your marketing and yeah. how, how to build your audience, whatever. And this is my weird approach is I'm starting with a podcast. Hey, hey, hell yeah. <laughs> and I'm making music in the background. You know, well, I've been making music and jamming yeah. with people for the last five, six years, you yeah. know, just learning music and theory and just playing it naturally with other people and just developing stuff, just yeah. being a, a decent musician. That's all I've been worried yeah. about. And then now this last couple of years, especially with COVID, it's like, all right, yeah. button it up. 
you know, because I went to media tech and I did audio engineering courses. Like, get yeah. back into it. It's been years, like seven years. Yeah. Now that you're okay with music, get okay with that. There you and, go. And fucking get good <laughs> with it, and then you'll be great. Um, Hell yeah. So, yeah, dude. we'll see what happens. But I'm excited for you, man. Thanks, man. Likewise, y'all are all these looking yes. over here. <laughs> Listen to his shit. Okay. <laughs> now, seriously, dude, this is awesome. I'm proud of you, and I'm excited to. Thanks, man. Be a part of it, man. Yeah, dude. Got to use the media tech skills. <laughs> Hell yes. <laughs> Good old media tech, man. Yeah, dude. Shout out to Miss Noise. Yeah, she's still there? I don't think so. She's not uh, there anymore, but she's yeah. still doing audio video stuff. All right. Yeah, yeah. Miss Noise. Yeah. I put her through the ringer, man. I was. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, gosh, dude. The, the, like the competition stuff. Uh -huh. Oh, hell. I was nuts we were like sneaking like beers and vodka and like going to our hotel rooms and like back there drinking and stuff she like come into the room we're just like hey we're not doing anything and you know her she's like oh y'all are so funny and we're just like yeah we're drunk right now <laughs> god uh might cut that part out no, yeah. <laughs> don't don't underage drink it's bad <laughs> oh yeah we were stupid god yeah I wasn't that type of student, so <laughs> no comment. You were sweet, sweet baby. <laughs> Miss Noise is like my my mentor. Oh, I love Miss yeah, Noise, man. She taught great. she taught me a ton of stuff, man. And like I, I that's where I learned how to like start producing like mm. music, even because they had you know oh, a yeah. sound booth room. Oh yeah, dude, we built that, man. We uh, I remember putting that together and like getting it all ready. Yeah. And we like convinced her to spend way too much money on like. <laughs> like preamps and shit. We are like, we need this tube preamp for uh, whenever we do like our stories. And she was like, that's a good idea. And then like on Saturdays, we're back there like writing music. <laughs> now I hope she doesn't hear this. <laughs> I love you, Miss Noise. I'm a better human now, I promise. Well, if anything, that benefited me like five years later. <laughs> exactly, see man, we're just, we're, we were just helping. We were helping the, best the, in future. the future. That's right, man. It wasn't her money, it was the school's money. Yeah, yeah. Just Good old Duncanville High School. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what year did you graduate? Uh, 2012. Okay. Nice, man. Yeah. That's yeah, about to been 10 years for me, which is crazy. Man, that is nuts. Holy shit. Next year. Did Joanna go to her? I guess this is unrelated. Did Joanna go to her 10 year reunion? I didn't. No. No way in hell. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hell no. <laughs> hell no. Yeah, I'd probably, I'll probably go just out of curiosity. You should, man. Yeah. I'll go to the 20th if I'm still alive. <laughs> Knock on wood. Where's some wood at? There's no wood around, oh, brother. Geez. There's a tree uh, behind it. Uh, I'll, I'll risk it. <laughs> uh, oh, God. Well, yeah, dude. Well, it's been good catching up. Likewise. We'll stay man. in touch, brother. Definitely. Awesome. Until next time. Thank you for listening. For more episodes, visit our website, musicmythpodcast.com and follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Goodbye.